睡车。Well, we've practiced this, so let's see if we can get it right. <laughs> Broadcasting from the world famous haunted winery here in Warren, Michigan. This is Ghostly Talk on November twenty third, two thousand eight. Ghostly Talk is independently produced every Sunday night from six to nine p.m. Eastern time to converse about all things paranormal. For more info, go to www.ghostlytalk.com. And that did work. That's awesome. <laughs> she remembered. I know. Yeah. I can't believe we razzed her about it because mm-hmm. she always remembers that. Tonight, Dave DaCosta from Rise Up Paranormal joins us. And then we'll be talking about UFO abductions with Paul Schroeder. And then later, Jeff Belanger blows back through the haunted winery. Yeah, a bit late. I know what I want to do Tuesday night. What? I'm going to get a set of headphones like this, which I already have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put this song on endless repeat. This is all right. Mm-hmm. And I'm Alien gonna XSS? Repeat. Yeah, Alien XS. And I'm going to just listen to it over and over and over for three hours. That sounds mind-numbing. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. I'm Doug. And I'm still sick. And we're all in the Aww. studio. Yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie pulled it. Got down here early, as a matter of fact, yeah. with some production work we were doing before the show. Uh, but we're all in studio. Uh, so great, we're all here. Yay! It's amazing. I'm, I'm really, really. Try happy. not to be so thrilled that I'm here, Scott. <laughs> no, I'm really glad to see you, Bonnie. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> you sounded I'm, like it. I'm wow. so happy to see you too, Scott. Bonnie, I have missed you I incredibly. Am, I'm jumping. Can you feel the um, sincerity in my voice? I am so happy. Doug, hold the cue card up higher, please. <laughs> I wonder if it uh, is wonderful that you are here. <laughs> I love you, Scott. <laughs> we here at Scott L International are very pleased that you are in the studio. Press 1 if you'd like to slap Scott on the ass. 
Press two if you'd like to slap him on the face. Oh, two, two. Press two. Press three if you'd like to. No. <laughs> oh, if it gets worse, I might hit three. I don't Probably. know. Two and three. So as you can see, um, yeah, fine form tonight, ready to go, ready to rock it out. We got a fun show planned for you guys. Um, really, we're we're blown into the holidays here at full speed. This is obviously Thanksgiving is coming up this week, so that's going to be interesting, I'm sure, for all of us. Yeah. Uh, wish you all a happy Thanksgiving first of all, because oh, we're not going to see you till after the holiday. Um, and yeah, what do you got planned, Doug? What do you got going on? Um, actually, Wednesday night we're going to do some production. We got to right do some more production work here, yeah, for Ghostly Talk, and then because of December. Because of December, we, we'll talk about a little bit about that. We'll again, talk about that in a minute, thing, yeah. yeah. But uh, so we're going to do some production work Wednesday night. Then I'm going to go to my parents' house. And spend the night there. Yeah, yeah. In preparation for the the, the Semic feast festivities that it I've is. witnessed before, and a feast it is. It is. It is absolutely a feast. There's gonna be like four of us, so we're cooking enough for. 48. I think we did ghostly talk on Thanksgiving one one year when we were <laughs> doing the show something. from the haunted basement studio, and um, yeah, I mean, I I think we were out of our minds then, but we were, yeah, we did ghostly talk, and I remember we were just down there stuffing our faces. It was. I think it was me, you, food. and Craig were down there just eating. Yeah, if I remember it correctly. was food, 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 food for yeah. days, and that's that's how my how my family does it. Mm-hmm, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like tons of food. I think and we I think we've done a ghostly over. talk show on every holiday except for Christmas since we started. <laughs> we've done we so you, you could count. On us to, for working on at least, I mean, any of the holidays except for Christmas. I think we've yeah. always taken Christmas off if it came around there. Or we took some time just because you know we needed to spend some time with our family. So right. yeah, uh, that's going to be a I know that's going to be a hoot for you. It's it's going to be it's going to be amazing, and that's why I'm taking you know Tuesday right after yep leaving here. I'm mm-hmm. going to go straight or I'm sorry Wednesday Wednesday yeah yeah right Wednesday. after leaving here. I mean that's why Tuesday I have to listen to Alien XS. Yeah. Um all to right. get pumped up for that. <laughs> to go to the club and shake your butt. And yeah, and then uh and then Wednesday I'm going to my parents' house and I'm not leaving until uh we'll just use this for the you. background. So <laughs> I'm not this, is Doug's, this is Doug's theme music for the <laughs> night before Thanksgiving right here. And then I'm not going to leave until... Um, keep going, keep going. It's your bed. I have to be able to talk It's your bed. Keep it real low. I'm going to keep... Go. I'm gonna, uh, until they have to take me away in an ambulance <laughs> to get my stomach pumped. That's my plan. If, I, if, if Thanksgiving doesn't end in a stomach pumping... Yeah. Um, you know, that's really not a joke, considering how most Thanksgivings end for my family. <laughs> well, oh, that's true. And I've heard about the Bonnie's I've heard about family, the Spittler re, the Spittler they reunion. Have quite, yeah. They have the, quite a tradition. There used to be, and I, I think we finally broke it. But there was a Thanksgiving curse. I think we'll use this for for the theme music for your night. Oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, that's more of our There's your theme music. Because there was the Thanksgiving curse, and somehow, some way, we always wound up in the hospital on Thanksgiving. Someone wound up in the hospital on Thanksgiving yeah, every year for like multiple years in a row. Yeah. And then I finally broke it because I almost wound up in a hospital with my gallbladder on Thanksgiving. But I refused to go. So you waited like until an the idiot. next day. No, actually, oh. I waited until December when oh, I got my surgery. Right. That's right. But I almost wound up driving myself to the hospital that night because it was really, really bad. But I didn't. Yeah. So for the past two years, we've somehow bypassed the the Spitler Thanksgiving curse. Thank. So I'm really hoping it's broken because I really hate spending time in the hospital. Well, this music serves a double purpose because this is probably the sound that my stomach will be making the day after Thanksgiving. (laughs) Hear that? (laughs) Just so you guys know. Amber will enjoy that thoroughly, I'm sure. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, Open a window, Scott. We mentioned this uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't know if we got to it last week. I don't remember, but uh, we uh, here. We'll just get rid of that. Enough of that. Okay. Actually, we can go back to all right. We'll just, there we go. All right, that's good. Uh, we mentioned. <laughs> we mentioned. I think we mentioned a couple weeks ago. What, what's going on for December? We'll explain this to you again. Um, Doug and I, who, which is it's hilarious because people are just blown away by this. They're not only working together on this radio sh- for the last show for the last seven years, uh, we also we we also we also we also professionally together. We also worked professionally together in our day jobs, um, and we got hit with a huge project. Yeah, uh, that's just going to be very beneficial for our careers and our pocketbooks. To be blunt, <laughs> yeah. And when you got to make money, you got to make money. So uh, we talked. We had a long conversation about this and discussed like maybe we should just take December off, do do replays, which is you know only usually when we're on the road we do like replay stuff or whatever, have the right. affiliates or whatever do that. And, so uh, we we liked the idea, but we didn't like the idea at the same time. Yeah, we were we were. You know, like oh, we can get some downtime, get refreshed the batteries a little bit. It's been a really, really challenging year here in a good way. I mean, mm-hmm. We've been really busy. Uh, we've fought sickness. Just yeah, this is a crazy, which, crazy year. Bonnie, normally you get sick maybe once I'm or twice. Frightened. A year. When oh, we've you all been wrecked something year. at me. But then this year it's been. Four times? No, I've been I've been sick too. And you nonstop. too. I've you been, too have been this was sick one of the, more than usual. I don't September know what it just is. was a wreck for me. I was a mess. I mean, even before, dare I say, even before the Mid South, um, <laughs> you know, September I was, call I was even before that West. hotel. Yeah, I call it the exact. I was feeling West. better before that, and then I just bam down again, and then I got the violently. Which I found out there was something going around Holland, Michigan, which is close to Grand Haven. Yeah, some type of food poisoning. Yeah, because I mentioned a few weeks ago that I was like violently Don't ill. Don't eat tulip bulbs. Well, you know, it was always there, and they and they. Oh, and, they, and that's what I was having for dinner. They were caramel. They were caramelized, so I couldn't resist, right? Yeah. So, but no, I I got violently like. Thankfully, it was a week. We what, what do we have going on? We took the sun that we had. We had a week off a few weeks ago, and uh, I don't remember what that was for. Oh, it was because we were in Spookapalooza. It was, yeah, it was Halloween. Um, I got violently ill then. I, I mean, I think I told her I pulled over on the side of. Puking over yeah. some bank parking lot, it was disgusting. Um, and then, yeah, like about a week and a half ago, I got hit with another cold. I couldn't breathe again. My nose was a total wreck. You <laughs> saw that, at which work. is insane. So yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat with you, Bonnie. I've been getting sick nonstop since September. I've been I've been going just crap. Well, mine has been like all year, and it's bad because, no, like you said, normally I don't get sick, but. I mean, you can ask Sean. Sean talked to me last Sunday night, and yeah. he had talked to me. Friday or Saturday night when it was just starting, and yeah. he talked to me Sunday night, and he goes, "Holy crap!" You <laughs> oh, you sound, sounded crappy. Yeah, when I called you, you sounded sound horrible. Like hell. Okay, hands. Oh, I sounded worse Sunday night. I hands still got up, the, who wants my in- impression of Bonnie sick? No, no, no. Go for it. I want to no, hear it. Do it. No, no, Do it. It's really bad. It's, it's very I, similar to his I, Sylvia Brown impersonation. <laughs> okay, it is my Sylvia. All right, go for it. All right. <laughs> Hi, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bonnie, are you sick? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded back. like Phil Anselmo. I'll be better yeah. in a week. I can't help it. No, it's not your fault. You know? Amber sounded the same way. Amber got sick, too, and her voice was shot to hell, too. Uh, the night of yeah. the show, the MFPS show. She did ghostly talk that way. She yeah, she was a wreck. Oh, no, that was after was that, that was after the, was that after yelling. Well, from, she got uh, sick, and she got well, and then she went to the concert, and then, and then totally she got, blew her voice out, and then yeah. she got sick again, and she feel, felt better. And then this weekend, she got sick again, too. 
This weekend, she woke up yesterday morning. She was fine Thursday and Friday night. She woke up yesterday morning and she, I mean, it was like her nose was like, you know, that, that, that disgusting sound when your nose yeah. is totally plugged, where you're like sucking, like you're trying, you're trying to cave like your whole face Darth in. Darth Vader. Yeah. That whole sucking thing, yeah. you know? Kind of I mean, thing. thankfully, my nose is open, but hers was tight. I'm like, that's, oh my God, it's just like, please yeah. feel better, because that sound, that's a horrifying sound. And she was sick today when you she You know died. what I think it is, Doug? What? Do you remember, like, back in February when we were ready to turn in 2008? <laughs> I, I wanted to take... Either start the year over or fast forward to 2009. Absolutely. I wanted to turn this year in and get a new one. I think there we should have done right. it. I think we should have. As far as health's concerned, I mean, we're a wreck. let's be honest. For me, this year has been horrible. Well, Between sickness and death yeah. and everything else, this yeah. year for me has been the horrible. First, the first two... Um, was it the first two or something uh, trips, Ghostly Talk trips, you couldn't go on. But those were because of sickness, and then a couple in a row were because of, you know, you, you had a... Illness. Illness. In thing. the family. In the family. And yeah. then it, it just went, yeah, th- this year probably should have been renewed. Uh, yeah. I, I think from now on, if in February you <laughs> and I are ready to turn, turn the, the year, year in... in yeah. We need to do yeah, it. You, we you, need to figure out how to do it. Your intuition yes. may have been right and on that one. And just do it. It was, it was an interesting... So 2008, a year in review. Um, <laughs> there you go. And it's, it's, we're not <laughs> it even through was, November yet. And we're, just, we're that anxious to get the hell wild. out of 2008 and into 2009 <laughs> that we're already reviewing it right now. Yes, I can't... Let's see. I'm. Although... I, I do have some amazing quotes from 2008, <laughs> so I can't really complain. Okay. Do you want to share these? Because you mentioned it. <laughs> I just remember the last one. <laughs> the last one I don't think you can say on the air, can you? Hey, Sean, leave that cat alone. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite quote. I just made it up. but There's you know, a lot of them I can't say on the air. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll put them up in a blog on Satan Space. Yes. You can just read them there. She does that. It's, it's a tradition. <laughs> Every year in like the first week of January, second week of January in there, mm-hmm. she puts a blog up. For best quotes of the year? Quotes of the year, yeah. I think I've made the list. <laughs> Doug, you... <laughs> <laughs> You were on the list several times last year. You were yes. bad last year. Oh. <laughs> well, regardless, we we talked over December. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what started about. all this? Oh my goodness. Hmm. Am I slick or what? <laughs> that was a great segue. Yeah, we um. Uh, so yeah, December. We're not. So speaking doing... of reviewing things, let's go back to what we were talking about. We so uh, this really this is like the second from last show we're doing this year. Um yeah this is yeah I mean live show live yeah. show so yeah. next week will be the official last live show of the year uh, and next month what we what we're doing as we speak I mean we're working on today we're working on this week we're taping interviews we're putting together some really cool shows for you guys with some really fantastic people yeah um, that are gonna be just top grade you know I mean we always you know that's what we're doing here is trying to bring some you know, some of the coolest people not the most famous people. But some of the, I think, some of the most interesting people out there that are right. doing work and stuff like that that care to spend time with us here. So uh, it's going to be a really fun month. We're going to do a little bit of recap. I think we, we're going to spend maybe a half an hour, hour each show, you know, calling back some cool stuff that we thought we'd like to, you know, just a little bit of what do you call it, flashback stuff or whatever you want right. to call it. Uh, we haven't done that in a real long time. We haven't done that in a few years. So we figured. So we'd what do we're going to do is we we have new content for you. Yeah. And we'll and we'll do some. <laughs> 
some recall flashbacks yeah, kind of stuff as well to fill it in. But well, the thing is, too, is that, I mean, I think you know, all we're going to be required to do is basically just play these shows for you guys. What I want to try to do also, because we're going to be, the reason being is this December we're going to be working nonstop, like I said. We're going to be right. totally working ourselves to death, um, which is a good thing, because hey, Christmas is coming and this will pay for Christmas. That's cool. Uh, but what I may be doing or what Doug may be doing, what Bounty may be doing also, is I think we might, during the shows, we might try to still be in the chat room. Because, yeah. right. you know, the, the biggest problem we were going to have is that things were going to be so unpredictable that for December. It wasn't a matter of not being able to be here. It was just that things were being so we're going to be so unpredictable for right, us that, that we may not be able to be here. So what it is is you can't schedule a guest yeah. and then call them up you know, the day before and say, no. oh, it turns out we can't do the no, show. No, we want to be fair That's to our guests. That's really important unfair. to us. So, yeah. so we may still, we're probably, we're going to have somebody in the chat room still mm -hmm. during the broadcast to hang out, talk with you guys, whatever, you know, I mean, just have some fun like we always do in the chat room and all that stuff with all you folks. And uh, yeah, you know, that's, so we're going to be here. We're still going to be here, but we're going to be here in spirit. And while the boys are toiling away at work. I will be going back to Whispers Estates in December. Oh, yeah, I'm so jealous. Heard about this. Yeah, this is there, this is a hot topic now too. Mm -hmm. um, can we talk about this on the air? Are we allowed to or not? Might as well. I don't see I why not. I, I don't see why not either. Well, okay. What right. it is is uh, uh, Jarrett Marshall, mm -hmm. former owner of Whispers <laughs> Estate. He, mm -hmm. he sold it to Van, and then uh, Van just sold it back. Yep. So Jarrett Marshall now has Whispers Estate again. Yeah. And fantastic, cool guy. He's gonna um evidently what the first weekend of December, mm -hmm. like you guys are gonna go down there and We're spending the weekend. We're and, and that I I can't because, you know, December's hosed for me, but you know, because of work stuff. But I'm hoping that Rachel's still there. That's what I'm hoping. I'll see what happens. And and of course that nasty perfume. So bring some, you know, air freshener. <laughs> well, I think that would kind of. I didn't think it was that mess. nasty. Oh my God! It was gagging. It was. And it Perhaps well, you. Well, it followed, it followed me around Bonnie the room. Around the room, yeah. Okay. It, it was like if I moved from this corner to that corner within ten seconds, it was in that corner. Yeah. Okay. And it was suffocating. It was. It, <laughs> The only way I can describe it is like, and I'm going to offend someone here when I say this, but like old man cologne. Right. Which is why they call it the doctor's cologne or right. whatever. Yeah. Well, actually, they say it's more, I don't know, I'm not familiar with old aftershave. Right. Well, but go, to my, go to my grandfather's closet, and when he's trying to pawn it off on me every other week when I stop by to visit him, and I'll tell you exactly how it smells. It's very, yeah. it's very pungent and strong. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it was. Like, Doug and I were going outside to smoke, and before I could get out the door, I was in the entryway gagging. Yeah. Because it was right there. Well, we did have Gowan with us, too. But you know what? <laughs> and you can attest to this because I did it to you. I went around and, and sniffed yeah. every person with yeah. us. Yeah, I remember that. I remember no that. one smelled like that cologne. Okay. No one. And it was gross. So December yeah. December 5th, 6th, you're going to be going back yes. there? That weekend, I will be staying at Whispers Estates with uh, Sean and Nathan from G&D, mm -hmm. which follows Ghostly Talk on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And... Um, there will uh, Jason Gowan will be there as well. Oh, Gowan's gonna be there. Yep. Oh crap. Gowan's coming in for it as well from Encounters. I might have to. I might have to. I might have to crash this thing <laughs> to say hi to Gowan oh. and get another hilarious video of him getting the crap scared out of him in the bedroom <laughs> up there. 
com- uh, completely unintentional. And, so uh, yeah, but we will be there for the whole weekend. And uh, if we get anything, then we have something to start the new year out with. That's true. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So basically, you know, we'll go ahead. If it's possible, I mean, we can... We might be able to work from our little phone thing, our phones or whatever. I don't know. We'd have to. We'd have to really dig in at work. Yeah, we'd have to. Well, you Let's and I discuss to, this on the air. Yeah, you and I need to talk about this at great length tomorrow. First break. Well, right now the priority for December, like the, the, tying this whole thing up, is that we're gonna be we're gonna be at the office just breaking our backs. Yeah. Um, and this is how it's gonna work. But Bonnie's out. making me super jealous. Well, you know. What? <laughs> But basically, well, that's, what's, point, that's what's going Doug, on with Okay, uh-huh. you have gone places without me. That's true. And I believe you just told me that on New Year's Eve you plan on going somewhere without me. Uh-huh. So I don't even want to hear it. Okay? <laughs> Scott's gone places without even telling me and you he yeah, was going. Yeah, that's true. That so true. it doesn't matter. Well, what did you do this weekend, Get Scott? Oh, we went ghost hunting. What? Hey, what? <laughs> Thanks for telling us. Speaking of which, there's one thing going on. I, I you know, I don't. I, Is anybody just going in. actual ghost? Oh yeah, because you're going to Whispers. Yep. I'm going to um, um, Thomas Edison Inn. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, well, this just popped in my head. There um, is ghost hunting going on in December. If I can pull this up quick, um, hopefully I can find this uh, coming up next weekend, I believe, which is going to be uh, the 28th. Well, that's next Friday. Is the 28th. We're trying to find the calendar here. Okay, here we go. Um, oh my God, is this is this? Does it November? start like eighty million things that page? This looks like Lotus Notes for God's sake. I can't take this, dude. This is driving me nuts. You get to the right it's month. You're in February two thousand nine. Right well, I didn't now. do anything. I just. <laughs> why is it doing that? <laughs> it looks almost exactly paranormal. Let me see here. Yeah, paranormal overnight night. paranormal investigation with Tom Mott. This is at the Indigo Inn in Fremont, Michigan. <laughs> I want to push this for you guys. Saturday, November twenty ninth. Uh, Ghost Hunter, you know, Mr. Tom is our good friend. He works here with oh, Ghostly yeah. Talk. He's also from Michigan's other side uh, and Great Lakes Paranormal Research. Um, check that out if you want to go and uh, do an overnight thing at the Indigo Inn. It's a really cool place. So we had Marilyn. We, we, we had talked Maryland, to yeah. Marilyn about it. Yeah, a couple it. weeks ago we had Marilyn on and we talked she about it. She was a then. hoot. She yeah, was a lot amazing. of fun. Uh, the number there is 231-928-1240 if you want to call and make a reservation or however it works. But you can call her and get information from Marilyn herself. She'll answer the phone. That's that's right. She takes care of all this stuff herself. But yeah, Tom Ott's gonna be there. Um, our lovable little, our lovable friend. <laughs> I was gonna say lovable little, and he's like he's gonna break my head open. Like, right, right. No, our lovable friend here from Ghost Talk, the nice guy. He's always the nice person. Where Doug and I are always yelling and screaming, and uh, usually at and Bonnie. well, we all know what I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I didn't mention it because it's just a given. It's Rhymes just, with just, witch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, check that out. You're that's November. Snitch. Yeah, I'm a snitch. Well, the tell-all book is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Confessions of a support hoe. Oh, do you know what I found this this past weekend? What, what did you find? Well, I went up to Brown. Your belly button? I found <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> um, the he's getting farther and farther away. The uh, no, I went up to Browner. Mm-hmm. and Browner's is the. Tw- it's a. 365-day-a-year Christmas wonderland. Yeah, that's like the much. legendary thing here in Michigan. There's a couple other places in the country that There were people There's speaking foreign languages there. There's I mean, actually um, a couple of those in Michigan, but Browner's, really? Browner's the most is popular the one. biggest and most yeah. popular. And it is humongous. And, and I found there... Now, these are Browner's exclusive. Yeah, you mentioned this before the show. Yeah, Browner's exclusive, so I bought them. Or I bought one. Uh... 
It's ugly. It's hideous. But it's an ornament. It's an Escadal ornament? <laughs> no. But it is a Bigfoot ornament. <laughs> um, it is... What same difference? <laughs> your, your day's coming by. Anyway. <laughs> Terrible. We got two and a half hours left of this show. I'm going <laughs> to dig in and win this one. Okay, it's you can try. Bonnie won Scottie Zero right now. <laughs> it's about this big. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's too you, big for Scott. For all you listeners. <laughs> Why you got, now, why you got to hit the manly hood thing, I think man? that would be Bonnie, too. Scott <laughs> Zero. That's an obvious thing. I'm totally hung like a cricket. You know that. <laughs> I hate I to say that. that it's brown So your, your whole story just got killed. But yeah, you're just, God, Bonnie, you're, you're peeking the board out. All right, so how's this, uh, how's this, uh, this it's, so it's a Bigfoot ornament, am I correct? Yeah, I thought it was going to be right, topical because it's ghostly talk. I think we need to mic her. She's awesome. Listen to that. All right, okay, all right. <laughs> she can't even control herself. I love it. Boy, it's good to have you back, Bonnie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So anyway. A couple of hens clucking away here. I Jesus bought, Christ. I bought this ornament. Because it was, uh, it's it's paranormal yeah. related. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good for you, Doug. Because I, I do, have, I do, I know she's not going to be right the entire show. Yeah. The, <laughs> but the, it, it's it's hideous. But I I got it. How much you, how much you pay, how much you pay Eight ninety nine. I ain't too bad for an ornament. No. <laughs> <laughs> made in China, but it, oh, God. everything there is made in China except for celebrate Christmas. Do they celebrate Christmas in China? I don't know. They do now. They got all our money. Well, but but this is a Bigfoot ornament, and I thought that was like absolutely amazing. Yeah, because, you know, two years ago I went searching for Bigfoot with uh, with Gowan and and mm-hmm. some friends, and yeah. they. Unfortunately, they made us, you know, crawl through the woods and stuff like that, whereas I think I should have just had a lawn chair out, <laughs> sit there and wait for him to come to Isn't us. the same as ghost hunting? You just kind of wait for it to happen? Yeah. That's how Doug was ghost hunting in Gettysburg. Yes, exactly. We went to Devil's Den, he pulled a chair out and sat at Devil's Den to wait for the ghost and you know to come what? to him. Somebody did Jeez, come up to me. I don't blame you for that. Somebody yeah. did come up to me in full, like, you know, either... Union or um, Confederate garb, I don't yeah. remember which. And uh, uh, it turned out, though, he was a reenactor, not a ghost. But, I mean, it could have been. I mean, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. That was okay, all I great. Was waiting for. <laughs> ghost hunting. Well, fantastic. Again, we have a fantastic show ahead. Tonight. <laughs> I promise. Hey, I think the opening's been pretty good so far. Yes, that was quite an entertaining opening. That's, um,. I actually hurt from laughing right oh, now. You okay, Bonnie? Yeah, I'm you feel okay. Better? You feel better now? You okay? Uh-huh. I'm Go almost on. scared to take a picture of the Bigfoot ornament and put it on. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that because somebody's going to Photoshop my face on there now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like going to happen here. Yeah. All right, why don't we take a break here I come back come back with Dave DaCosta, and, and it's also going to be... Uh, it's not going to be just Dave DeCosta. We made a change there. Um, Ken and Dave also from uh, Rise Up are going to be joining us. So they're all going to be here together with us. Very we met good. these guys back in Rhode Island a few months yes, ago back we did. in July when we were speaking out there. So that'll be a well, lot of fun. We met them on Cape Cod. They had driven up from Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. As I said, we met them. Did I say Rhode Island? Yeah, yeah. you did. Oh, sorry. We, yeah, we met them. We met them over in Cape Cod when we were out there speaking. Yeah. So, all right. We'll be talking to those guys here in a few minutes. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott Allen. And I'm Doc. And I'm Bonnie. We'll be right back after this. Ghostly Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Marge, there is something scary in your closet. Oh, 
just Uncle Earl. He died about six years ago, and he's still lurking about. What? Have a ghost problem? Contact the Spirits of St. Petersburg for a free investigation today, serving the Tampa Bay area for over nine years. www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com Is the veil between this world and the next getting thinner? I'm Chris Sloan, inviting you to join in and listen to a new podcast that deals with the paranormal, Parapod, with new guests every week, from paranormal investigators to the people they help. Hear actual EVP. The people that capture We go into a case to disprove a haunting. Three flashlights, actually four count the lantern, were actually honed in on this thing, and it was swallowing the light up. Parapod. Log on to myspace.com forward slash Chris Sloan Radio. That's myspace.com forward slash C-H-R-I-S-S-L-O-N-E Radio. The only difference between the believer and the skeptic is time. And your time is now.
Shop.com, fun, functional, and funky metal artwork for your house, office, or bar. Speakcult.com is a ton of cheeky, gothic, hot rod, sci-fi, even roller derby art for all you skating seasons. Check out their online catalog where you'll find bottle openers, signs, liquor caddies, toilet paper holders, and much more. Speakcult.com also does custom work and can turn your ideas into finished items as well. How about your home with Speakcult.com? <laughs> You're listening to Ghostly Talk with Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. The Rhode Island Society for the Examination of Unusual Phenomena, or Rise Up, is a nonprofit organization that specializes in researching, investigating, and documenting reported hauntings, UFO and USO experiences, the unidentified mysterious animal sightings. Uh, Their members are trained to apply science in order to first seek logical conclusions about supposed paranormal events. They do this using a number of surveillance tools, recording devices, and common sense. Now, we do have them on the phone. There's uh, Yeah, there's a little bit of a a buzz, buzz, but we can deal with it. It'll be all right once we get rolling here. There's some kind of noise going on on the phone line, but we, we've tried to clear it up. And, uh, no, it'll be it's, all right. It's there, but you can still hear hear them. Uh, uh, and so we've got um, Dave on and Ken, is it? Yeah. yeah how you doing, Ken. guys? Dave We're here. Ken from Rise Up Paranormal. Welcome to Ghostly Talk. Well, thank you. Hey, Pleasure. Thanks for having us, guys. And, and you're hey, listen, we, we were just uh, uh, searching eBay right now. We're looking for some Bigfoot artifacts. You guys couldn't help us out on that, could you? Well, I did indeed find... Has somebody been listening to the show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would. I don't know why you'd listen, but I, we do indeed have uh, in our possession a Bigfoot Christmas ornament. Yes. That Doug bought only for himself, it, not for try- anyone else in the... You guys you know, are just totally room. trying to blow this interview because you want to see Bonnie. You just want to hear Bonnie laugh. That's <laughs> oh, 20 that's minutes. That's the hook. You sold me. <laughs> now, is this is this Bigfoot dressed with a Santa Claus outfit? No, but it <laughs> No, he has on a Hellhammer t-shirt and a black oh, hat he's got, backwards. He's got Scott Hellhammer t-shirt on? <laughs> yes, yeah. he does. Oh, it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> it's an awesome ornament. You're he's also incredibly handsome. Yeah. <laughs> If you're handsome into that Sas- sort of thing. The most handsome Sasquatch I've ever seen. Fabulous. Let's talk about some paranormal stuff, shall we? <laughs> well, we're talking about Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, right. How much right, more paranormal right. can you get than that? That's a good point. You, you yeah. brought up Bigfoot. Great. Is there is there big Bigfoots in uh, in Rhode Island, then? Why not? You said, I mean, you guys do uh, mysterious animal sightings, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you, yeah. I mean, I know out, in the, out, out on the East Coast they've got Jersey Devil. They've all got kinds all of cool stuff, but, yeah. But uh, what about just your normal Bigfoot that you hear from all over the place? Well, because there's uh, quite a large ethnic population here, there's always the chance of misidentification. <laughs> right, right. Um, beyond that... Yeah. Beyond that, no, I think we're pretty much Bigfoot, Sasquatch, slash Yeti free at this point. Ah, ah. Well, then again, then again, I, I have to, uh, I have to disagree a little bit. Uh, I've, I've actually heard uh, Bigfoot sightings uh, around our area uh, into a, into a town called North Kingstown. I've gotten three or four different stories uh, from those people. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Bigfoot crossing the crossing the street, walks in front of the the car. You know, bangs on the hood of the car and then disappears into the brush. Uh, I got a first-hand account of that from a woman that I know. 
that's other than that, that's really about it. When you go a little further up north to uh, to like Massachusetts and uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, upstate New York, you get you get plenty. But I've I've only heard about a, you know a handful of different Bigfoot stories down here. Well, Rhode Island, I, I, Rhode Island's uh, not one of the larger states, right? We're the smallest. We're the smallest. Well, there we're, we we're are. from. If if you want proof that we're uh, we're small town grassroots folk, we're we're from one of the one of the smallest towns in the smallest state in the country. My God! So it uh, doesn't get much smaller than that. So are you guys are like the population then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you guys. Yeah, Rise up, much. paranormal is a significant percentage of yeah, Rhode Island. <laughs> well, well <laughs> it, all, it all depends on what time it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> When um, but but there's got to I mean there's there's rich local history pretty much everywhere and yeah. being in, being on the coast in a New England you know kind of area there's got to be some really rich history of the area. Well, Com- as far as complete with ghosts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, as far as Rhode Island goes, we're very much steeped in vampire legend and lore and. You've got, you know, Jeff Belanger coming on there. I mean, he probably can tell you more stories than we can, and we live here. But uh, <laughs> I think everybody's heard the uh, the Mercy Legend of Mercy Brown and uh, vampirism back in the late 1800s and Sarah Tillinghast and Nellie Vaughn and, and all the rest of it. But uh, it keeps us busy. There's never a, a lack of any place to go or things to do here. So it's... Uh, Paranormal hotbed. Well, one of the things that you, we were, you know, we, I, we always get bullet points and stuff to talk about and things like that. One of the things that you guys mentioned to me via email and stuff like that was the, the, the difference between a ghost hunter and a paranormal investigator. And, you know, this is something I don't think we've ever really touched too much well, on. Well, you past. know, and I noticed over the years, because we've been doing Ghostly Talk for quite a while, and I've noticed over the years that yeah. people have changed their titles. Well, people want to give themselves all types of titles nowadays. Well, I but, know, yeah. I know. But, it, but you know, I mean, I, I've always, you know, I'm a ghost hunter. I'm a ghost hunter. And, and yet on the show, I guess I'm a little bit more of a, you know, a paranormal enthusiast because I talk about yeah, everything. Yeah, broad, broad range of things. Yeah. But, sure. what I, but when I go out and about, I typically like to ghost hunt. And I've broadened my horizons. I went Bigfoot hunting. I went UFO watching. I, you know, I've, I've done a, a little bit to broaden my horizons. But um, Paranormal. Renaissance man. There we go. There we go. But but I but I do consider myself a ghost hunter rather than a paranormal investigator. What what are the pros and cons of each of those titles, and why do people do that? Okay. Well, um, I guess something that we decided when we first uh, we started this group uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, you know, so we're a fairly new established group. Uh, yeah. We've had the we've had the interest for I I mean, I was born into this. I'm on the phone with dad here. Uh, I brought him his first proton pack when he was 8 years old. <laughs> I still have I should have seen this coming. I still have that proton pack by the way. Oh, cool. Um, but uh basically we we had a you know, we we've had discussions about this and uh the whole idea between a ghost hunter and a paranormal investigator, and y- you hate to split hairs about something like this, but ultimately the way we see it, um, as a ghost hunter, there there's a certain criteria. I mean, there has to be a certain level of belief. There has to be a certain level, of, or at least be o- being open to the idea that ghosts and spirits exist. As mm-hmm. a paranormal as a paranormal researcher or paranormal investigator, you kinda have to narrow your focus a little bit. Yeah. Uh and it basically comes down to when you're on a ghost hunt, 
you tend to be in places that are, it, it, and it's kind of extreme. It's it's two extremes, but it's either notoriously haunted, and you're going to look for spirits, or it's not haunted at all, and you're trying to, you know, I'm not going to say conjure something up, but you know, you're just looking to see if there's something there. As a paranormal researcher, you're really not afforded the luxury of belief. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're going to, you're going to places that there are reported hauntings, whereas in a, in a ghost hunt. You're pretty much trying to see what's there. Well, yeah, I mean, and that as you're saying this, this really gets me thinking about this. The term ghost hunter, and we're gonna we can we're gonna dissect this, I guess. The term ghost hunter, if you want to give yourself that title, you're you're basically saying that you already have this pre well this pre formed idea that you that there ghosts there are ghosts that you believe that there are ghosts, right? right. So there, you know, the term ghost hunter that makes sense, you know, uh, which is much more thought than I thought I ever put into that term, but it's the truth. Paranormal investigator, on the other hand, is someone who, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's more to it than just I believe in this and I'm going to go out and prove it or I'm going to go out and see something. Find some evidence. Yeah, right? Paranormal investigator is somebody, that, you know, when you say paranormal, that's a broad range of things you can investigate. And it also is, it brings in the term investigation, which investigation brings a lot of things in also, which doesn't always encompass pre-belief of something. Sure. So that's really a really good way to break it down, I have to say. Yeah, I think the... Um you know, as far as as far as our group goes, I mean, I've got my own perspectives, my own beliefs, and you know, uh, dad, you know, Ken, my my dad here has got his own beliefs, and we've got seven members, and they've got their own beliefs. But ultimately, if we want to perform a good service for somebody, or if we want to, you know, do a do a, a good unbiased investigation of the property. Uh, you have to check it at the door, unfortunately. And I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, stagger anybody's beliefs. Yeah. And if you believe in ghosts and you're out to look for ghosts, there's really not much I can say to sway you uh, mm -hmm. either way. I sure. mean, you're going to go do what you want to do. Well, I encourage right? it. I encourage it myself. Go out there and look for it. If you believe in something that's fantastic, I might not have the same viewpoint you do, but you might have the idea. You might have the method. You might be able to be the person that comes across that, that method to conclusively prove this thing. So I give more power to those people. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think invest in investigations, I mean, you can't feed into any kind of um, psychosis or misidentification that may happen. You have to give an unbiased mm -hmm. opinion yeah. because, you know, if you're going to go out and someone needs help or some comfort or understanding, you can't jump out there, grab a Catholic priest on the way to the house, do a <laughs> blessing, because, you know, you're escalating a situation that might be just based on something that's normal and, and natural and of course you're trying to you know eliminate uh, Occam's razor you know the, yeah. uh, the simplest explanation is usually the best yeah completely I agree a lot of people seem to be jumping to that conclusion nowadays excuse me nowadays too I mean a lot of there are a lot of new groups you guys are a newer group we are like you said yeah. before uh, and we've been hearing more and more about groups that are going in there We've had a couple of demonologists on the show recently who I guess, you know who are I guess are as professional as professional can be when it comes to that thing. I hate throwing the p word around, but yeah, um, uh, yeah. yeah, but they're the <laughs> but they're kind of you know, like kind of like paranormal experts. Yeah. They, they don't oh. really exist. We just like to con we just like to consider ourselves yeah. paranormal experts. Like oh yeah. <laughs> you can, well, well, you can't you can't get three people to agree on a theory, so it's kind of hard to you know call someone an expert. I think there are a lot of uh, seasoned, experienced people oh, that are doing it. 
but you know, I think that we haven't reached that point yet where we've we've figured it all out, and uh, I don't think anybody has at this point. Maybe we should just, of it. maybe we should just go like title these people theoretical experts. How's that yeah. theoretical? <laughs> maybe that'll work. Yeah, pseudo scientific. Yeah. Exactly. Theoretical the experts. Yeah. No, but a lot of these people, like in the demonology field, we've talked to, they're, they're really starting to get concerned about that because people are jumping to these conclusions. You know, because I mean, mm-hmm. perception's everything, right? I, you know, oh. we talk about we've been Absolutely. perception's been coming up so much lately on this show. Um, you know, so one person who's a ghost hunter or a paranormal investigator can walk into a situation and go, "Oh, it's a friendly spirit." <laughs> it's just a friendly yeah. spirit. He passed away here. He died in his sleep. He passed away peacefully. You know, sure. but he, he likes this old house, so he wants to spend time here. It's wonderful, right? And that person, you go, ah, don't worry about a thing. You're good to go, right? Next person comes in and goes, oh, my God, you have a Class A demo, demon, <laughs> demon going on here, Well, I right? think that's one and, of the things that, in this field, um, and the ironic part about this, we never got involved or started out with the idea that, you know, hey, we're going to form a group someday. Uh-huh. Uh, I think like most people, you know, from childhood, everybody in this group, you know, we got as much background and information, you know, we read as much as we could, we watched as much as we could. And, uh, you know, at some point, uh, we built up our knowledge base to the point where we felt that we might be able to bring something to the table. And looking back, uh, I don't think we'd change a thing about it because to be a solid group, you need some background in paranormal theory, psychology, applied science. And you don't have to be a genius to do it, but mm-hmm. it's not just about buying a bunch of gadgets and getting some matching T-shirts. and you know, It's about understanding exactly what it is that you're about to get into. Yeah, no, and I agree. You know, it, I, I hope we're, you know we're not. We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, you know? we have. And I hope I hope we're not pushing in that direction where we're bagging on people. But yeah, it's getting kind of hilarious. I, I just have to say it's getting a well, little bit hilarious. You, you know, know. But and, there's uh, another thing that you guys do that I yeah. I think is you're doing right. You, you went up the the way we even met you guys. Yeah, we, we went out you to, guys, to the yeah. Capers thing and on Cape Cod, right? And yeah, the it, thing I, the, the thing it, I remember about that was trying to get out of there so Derek Bartlett could make his dinner reservation that night. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Poor but, Derek. Yeah, we were, well, we were having so much fun talking about just everything, you know. Uh, and everything except the paranormal. That was kind of refreshing, actually. Yeah, you, and that happens. <laughs> yeah, with that us. happens. That, 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 yeah. People tend to say that that happens with us. We'll talk about the paranormal stuff for a couple minutes, and then we just start bitching about the economy. We, <laughs> I remember we we went to George Carlin because he had unfortunately just passed away yeah. and uh, then Lemmy from Motorhead and <laughs> I, I, I heard recently you got to you got to meet Lemmy and I don't want to steer off ship uh, steer the ship that far uh, that far south but uh, yeah you know you, I hear you meet Lemmy C- congratulations I know that's like a bucket list thing for you I know I those com- are normal topics totally Scott. yeah it yeah, is yeah, yeah. I will <laughs> take any I'll take a, I'll take a senior citizen to that route if I have to I'll be like hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey have you listened to, have you ever heard have you ever heard Motorhead oh, no, oh, yeah, right. oh yeah no oh, yeah. I'm talking. I'm just the hypothetical situation. But no, I mean, yeah, yeah. We got to meet Lemmy. It was really cool. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but thank you. You guys availed yourself of a of a program that that yeah. uh, Derek does with Capers and and where he brings in people to to speak to whomever shows up. Yeah. And uh, and you guys availed yourself of that program and came up and that's how that's how we got to meet you guys. So yeah, it, yeah. that's something you know like there well, it are says groups something out, to me. You know, there are groups out there that first of all. Uh, would be like, ooh, that's put on by a different group. I don't oh, see any oh, possible yeah. value. Or I mean, wait a minute, where's, where, where's, Jason, and or where's, where's Jason, Jason and Granite? Where's Jason and Granite? It gets here. a little territorial. 
And and there's a lot of that go on in Michigan too, especially. I oh, think. God, yeah. I mean, wow, Michigan's mm. very territorial, but um, and that's where we're from. But the I'll uh, put it this way: there's a lot more people in Michigan than there are in Rhode Island. I'll, I'll tell you that much. I think there's a lot more people in Warren. Probably a lot more groups. <laughs> there's more people in the 7-Eleven on the corner in Warren. Hey, whoa! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, no. But, yeah, but, but that has no, you know, rich he- history of, uh, you know, haunting. So no, I, I think I'd rather a lot be of in groups, Rhode Island at that point. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of groups like, you know, Capers. They, I mean, they've been wonderful to us, Derek and Deb down here. I also wanted to pass along uh, congratulations to Derek and his wife Joanne because they brought uh, a new member of Capers, a little girl named Paige Marie, who was just born uh, a couple of weeks ago. So. And that's news to us here. I have to call Derek and congratulate him. Yeah, I wanted to just say congratulations and um, hope sleep deprivation is going well. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, a lot of groups, um, and this is where the knowledge base comes in. And unfortunately, and again, you know, I know that you know the the males are going to start coming in, and you know who are these guys they haven't been around that long, and I understand that. But you know, a lot of groups um, are basing their techniques and methodologies or for what they're seeing on television. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and that's all well and good. And I think groups like TAPS do a real nice job of letting people know that what you're seeing is a neat little edited package and, Mm -hmm. you know, take it for what it's worth because, I mean, unless you've been on an investigation and spent hours where absolutely nothing happens and you have to resort to playing 70s cartoon trivia just to (laughs) stay sharp and... (laughs) Then you know you don't under, you don't know what it's like you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but <clears throat> a lot of groups have these FAQs on their website and um, you know don't go into places without permission and that's all good but when they get to like Rule 17 contact the local police or historical society let them know where you're going to be mm-hmm. uh, you better have some pretty thick skin because you're going to get laughed at there yeah you know? but that's just kind of the way it is but. You know, the chances are your second investigation isn't going to be at the Myrtle's Plantation, so you have to exercise some patience. And at some point down the line, contacting people that are established in the field is very important. And if you can come in with a good knowledge base, you give yourself a little more credibility that way. So. Well, yeah, you know, and just getting out there, like I think what Doug was was shooting at earlier is we got to meet you guys out there, and you know, who are we? We're just a couple of you know, couple of people that do a radio show, but you guys came out there to see this discussion. We you know we we covered a broad range of topics that 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 night from 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 knitting to all the way to shark sharks and stuff like that. We talked about all kinds of wild. Hey, stuff we talked night. about everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, during our discu- during our official discussion and our after you know our afterglow discussion, uh, you know, but it was really great to see you know to see people out there that hey, look, we we want to check this thing out we want to hear what these people have to say and arm ourselves with as much knowledge as possible in some ways it's kind of uh and and, you know we're we're on the other end of it now but it's gratifying uh you know we know you guys started as in a small group up in michigan and you guys have kind of uh, expanded your horizons and uh going back to that 2002 i guess is when you guys started the show Yeah, yeah yeah um and it's it's gratifying and even for us right now we just wanted to say how much we appreciate you guys having us on and you know allowing us to talk about things that something that's very important to us and and really, you know, uh, so so motorhead yeah. things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, no, big no, 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 and no, it's yeah, the, no, so, and that's so. That. I mean, you you guys understand it's it's just gratifying when you get 
the feedback when you realize that wow, people people you know have know who we are and they, they probably shouldn't, you know. But it's, uh, it's <laughs> well, that's I mean again, that's where the knowledge base comes in because you know we've we've contacted and gotten responses from people that normally you'd say are way too busy, you know, people like Troy Taylor, and, and in fact we're about to join the American Ghost Society as the Rhode Island representative. Oh, very awesome. good. Congratulations. And, 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 that's, and that's huge because, you know, you guys know Troy. I mean, he's, he's a solid guy and um, a real booster for us as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, people like Lloyd Arbach, uh, Carlin Keith Johnson, John Zaffis, these are people that we've contacted that have taken time actually to get back to us. And, and, you know, it's always nice when you can sort of talk to somebody on, you know, a certain level, not to compare us to those folks, you know. No, they're, no, they're, no. they're the icons, but I think that that's what is important. I think to exercise a little bit of patience and get some kind of background, a basis of knowledge that you can draw on, and I think that in the long run you're going to be in this for a lot longer. Yeah, and I, I think I know exactly what your point is, that some people I think are trying to go from zero to 60 in like two seconds, and it's like, and they all have their own motives, I know that, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, if you really want to learn and explore and grow in this field, it don't happen overnight. I mean, you know, by no means, I know myself, I can probably speak for Doug on this, there's a lot we have to learn. Because, again, there's no solid anything here. So it's all theories. And there's all kinds of great stuff to learn out there. So by no means, you know, yeah, the show is almost seven years old now. But still, we're not any... Yeah, we have a lot more experience. But really, in the, in the long run of it, um, what answers do we have? Not really that many. <laughs> no, and you can't ever stop, you know. And uh, no matter how established you are or you think you are, you have to separate what you know from what you think you know. Yep, yep. And you just got to keep growing. Real quick, we only got a couple minutes here, unfortunately, guys. But one thing I saw, <laughs> uh, well, let's just say the future of the paranormal. I saw you guys mention this here. And, uh, you know, I, this is, we haven't had a group on in a while. What do you guys see down the road here for as far as the paranormal field, the paranormal community? Well, I think um, something that kind of strikes near and dear to us, and, again, we don't want to get into ripping on anybody or anything like that, because you could. Maybe that's a private conversation to have uh, on another occasion. Sure. But, uh, you know, it comes down to there. there is a particular show out now, not to mention any, any names, but they they lock themselves in a in a haunted location and and proceed to scream at uh, scream at ghosts and tell them to hit them and uh grab them strike them uh call them names uh that's scary that's kind of scary to us because um you know we give people more credit we you know people are people are out there Doing their own research and doing yep. their own thing, and we give we give people enough credit to know when they see something on TV that it's it is what it is. It's just that. Well, no, it's entertainment. Exactly. And I was having a conversation uh, today about this, as a matter of fact. And uh, uh, one of the things I think that's happening now is that there are a lot of people out there, serious, educated people with money behind them, that would love 
to step in and do some serious research, lab controlled environment research in the paranormal field, whether the ghost or whatever. And it's necessary. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's very necessary. But the problem they're having is that right now, I think, I mean, there's so there, there is a lot of hilarity going on. I hate to say it. I mean, I, I we've talked about this, and I don't want to talk it to death, but there is a lot of hilarity going on out there, and they're right. seeing that too, and they're going, "Look, this is a laughing stock. I'm not going to put my money and time into this to be embarrassed. Sure. I'm not going to do that." So, well, I mean, the thing is too, which you you really need in in the case of like, you know, our, our boys here from Rhode Island, Atlantic Paranormal, there are issues that we might have with the show, but you have to separate Atlantic Paranormal from Ghost Hunters because, you know, there are producers involved and there are a certain way they want to do things. I mean, it, the yeah. TAPS is a solid group, have been for years yeah. and always will be. But, you know, when we start getting into demographics and who's watching this thing, then it becomes a little something else, and I think that you'd like people to just keep a perspective on the entertainment value. Oh, yeah. And that's... As opposed to the content of what they're doing. Exactly, and I can't agree enough. Unfortunately, we have to go to break, guys. Don't leave us just yet. Just stay on the line, okay? Don't take off here. Just to just stay with us for a second. Uh, you bet. Great having you guys, though. Thanks for joining us. We really Thank appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It. Okay, okay. appreciate it. No, no, no. Dave, yeah, cool. Hang tight for Dave one second. Ken from... Oh, and their website is uh, www.riseupparanormal.com, yes. which, of course, will be linked up at ghostlytalk.com. Permanently, yes. Permanently, yes. Why don't we go to break here? Coming, coming up here in the next hour... Um, Oh, Paul Schroeder. Paul Schroeder. This is going to be a pretty interesting conversation, um, and this is going to go into all types of different angles, I think, uh, judging by the notes we have in front of us. <laughs> so, i looking forward to it. I hope you guys are also. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. And I'm Doug. And I'm Bonnie. We'll be right back after this. For more info, visit ghostlytalk.com. to dive into the bizarre world of the paranormal? Do ghosts, UFOs, or the supernatural amaze you to the point of wanting to learn more? Then you need BVRN, the Black Vault Radio Network. With more than 750 hours of on-demand talk radio, syndicated from more than 35 shows, the Black Vault Radio Network is your one-stop shop for the world of the unexplained. Check us out and tune in 24 hours a day, www.blackvaultradio.com. Again, that's www.blackvaultradio.com. We are the Pander City Ghost Group, and we've been in business for over 40 years, serving the metropolitan area and beyond. Hi, my name is Dan Shoemaker, and my father started this business in 1967, and I carry on that great tradition of great low prices. This week only, get a complete investigation plus a house blessing for only $299.99. And we'll help you quit smoking, drinking, or break any old bad habits with an exorcism for only $49.99.99. I'm a licensed deliverance minister and pastor of the New Hope United Church. Come out and see us sometime at Sunday service here right here in exit 217 East Babylonian Avenue. And remember... We're ready to believe you for the right price. 
The Founder City Ghost Group, for all your paranormal needs. Call us toll-free at 1-877-555-1375. That's 1-877-555-1375. Or visit us on the web at www.pandercityghost.com. presents Deconstructing Fireflies, a post-apocalyptic short story by the Ghostman and Demon Hunter shows Nathan Schoonover and Christy Peterson. Bees are real, birds are not. Deer heads rot on rooftops under the blazing sun, chickens explode, and one stricken little boy searches in unlikely places for the souls of the mechanical animals his father creates. This unsettling tale is now available in the speculative fiction anthology Beacons of Tomorrow Second Collection. Buy your copy at tyrannosaurspress.com, amazon.com, tower.com, and most online book retailers now. Beacons of Tomorrow Second Collection. It's a vision of the future so grotesque, you won't be able to look away.
listening to Ghostly Talk. And don't forget, all music on <laughs> Ghostly Talk is independent music. So it's been submitted by independent bands everywhere. And uh, Scary or not. Yes. <laughs> whether it's befitting of October or not. Uh, no, good stuff. The these Street are, Heist, that was a band, these, actually. These are people in you know, in their basements, in their uh, friends' houses, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. making and recording music. And, yeah. Uh, we're giving them a chance. That's how they it. clean the dust off the rafters. <laughs> well, that's what it's, yeah, sometimes that's what it's like. What do we and got around here, Doug? As an abductee for his whole life, Paul Schroeder has stumbled through unknowingness to suspicion to resistance and offers rare insight and advice to detect and thwart alien soul and body tampering. Paul Paul Schroeder is published widely and recognized as an eloquent note in the chorus of barbaric yawps concerning experts <laughs> who've never even who never even seen or talk about ego, huh? But this, is, <laughs> this is good stuff. And never even uh, seen or confronted one of these entities. The website is uh, iwasabducted.com/schroeder. Slash index or you can just look up Paul Schroeder, and I'm the first Paul well, Schroeder. Okay, cool. That's true. Paul Schroeder, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. Google Paul Schroeder. Google Paul Schroeder. And, of course, there'll be a link on the site. There'll be a too, link yeah. on ghostlytalk.com. Pointing to that, we would like to uh, wholeheartedly welcome Paul Schroeder to Ghostly Talk. Welcome. I stand welcomed. I said welcomed, actually. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's good to have you on the show. Now... I, the, the, I was telling you during the break that, that aliens, at least in my mind now, have resolved into the same uh, interdimensional creatures as ghosts and that they're unseen and they're pretty sinister and that they're earthbound and they have uh, dark motives. But uh, it's, um, it's true about soul tampering. That's, that's something most UFO uh, investigators don't talk about. These creatures are addicted to our spiritual essences, which we are only dimly aware of. And um, they tamper with these things. I think they can start new sparks of life with um, our energies just the way they can create somatic bodies by playing with cow uh, surgeries and uh, culturing and taking organs. They, they play Frankenstein in spacesuits. So. Well, and Paul, wow. that's really interesting because um, I have to say some, most of the literature, most of the people that we talk to, I, I, nobody's ever you know, gotten that deep because normally my impression is you know, aliens are interested in Earth because, well, you know, we've split the atom and because we're kind of interesting no, in no. that way and because... We're, we're not just mischievous children. We're, we're, we're probably their creations. I think uh, DNA on Earth is probably nanotech, alien nanotech, programmed molecular progression. Uh, uh, we, we, we are somebody else's very, very valuable property. I mean, when they're confronted with uh, what gives you the right, they always answer, we have the right. Hmm. We own you. <laughs> That's what their answer would yeah, be, it sounds pretty, like. Pretty much, yeah. The the evil part is that they, they've been noted, the UFOs have been noted to frequent cemeteries. They're after, on the scene after tragedies like 911, where they've been seen. And that, like demons, they garner souls. They actually play with soul recycling. They bypass heaven, and they put these collected uh, energy imprints, which is what a, EM, a ghost is, really, an energy field with a unique memory imprint. Mm -hmm. into new bodies and they create lives they bypass angels and uh, blueprints and well, tamper with uh, our spiritual rights they're, they're very addicted to our spirits and they know a lot more about our souls than we even suspect I, I was an atheist confirmed until I learned 
uh, through personal experience what it was like to be vibrated out of my body. I, I remember a lot of abductees saying that they were in a car and they viewed themselves from a distance. Well, it's the meat that's left behind. They actually know how to vibrate your astral body or your soul out, and that gave me a clue that I was missing something, that if there are demons, there probably are angels. Well, I'm familiar with some of the technology. I mean, you, you know, they, they obviously they can fly through space, maybe through time. They, they well, as got, we've seen. They've yeah. got these and walk beams. Through walls. They yeah. can walk through walls. They can pull your but body you through ask, walls. But, but when you ask them, where do you come from, they never say that. They always say cryptically, we come from within. Oh, okay. That gets us right back into the very type of demonic type of possession where we're viewed as mere containers for their purposes. So there's a silent invasion on, and that's why they don't land on the White House lawn. And um, it's pretty easy to manipulate people, their sexual desires. They're, they're um, great marionettes. They're, they're well, uh, okay, well, how, how many uh, people do you think are being... Well, uh, we should probably get to your story first, but then... Yeah. Oh, let, but me, then I let, know that, let me answer your question. Let me answer okay. that question before you even finish it. Okay. The lineology is a pasture in the world of just cows. And they love God, and they love the God's green earth and the blue skies. But every so often, a subtle interference happens. A farmer comes and milks the cows. Mm-hmm. Now, most are dully aware, unaware of this, but there are a few cows, like myself, who mind this meddling and may kick over the pail. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I see Earth as subject to multitudes of abductions, and that only some people recall these little vague snippets as dreams or but that these, these are masters of delusion. They could have you and your staff walking through a UFO wrapped in a short little psychic leash of a delusion, and you'd never be the wiser. Well, what you're talking about... I'm sorry, go ahead, Paul. They're, they're incredibly telepathic, and their psychic powers are uncanny. To compare them to us is like comparing a spaniel to an earthworm. It's, it's just astounding. They're not good. I think we're closer to God than they are. Well, what you're talking about is awareness. I mean... That you, yeah. I mean, you're aware, you know, and that's, I mean, we try to be aware. I know I try to be the best I can. But, but how many people remember their dreams, let alone can, can piece together what is commonly called a screen memory? I can't. I can tell right. you, I, I can tell you pieces, you know, like last night, because I worked so late. I, I can yeah. honestly say I was sitting at breakfast with Amber this morning, and I said, she's like, I dreamed about purple elephants flying up walls. And I'm like, well, I dreamed about Unix programming. That's all I dreamed about. I dreamed <laughs> well, about computers. If, you, huh? if either one of you woke up with scoop marks or bloody noses and extreme fatigue and highly structured dreams about purple elephants, yes, they might be screen memories. Yeah, they could. They, they could very well be. I've had some. I mean, go ahead, Paul. What was that? The, the point. My, it's they're very elusive creatures, and they're very insidious and uh, uh, very hard to detect. I mean, my father reasonably taught me when I was a kid that monsters don't exist, and that whatever's in the room during the daytime is the same thing that's in the room at night. Well, he was wrong. Oh, as as my parents. It's yeah, it's easy for most people to miss these bedroom. Um, uh, psychic uh, interfering meddling creatures it's very easy to dismiss them as well, bad dreams or not remember at all well I wonder now because you know it sounds traumatic even if you can't remember it you know maybe your soul or subconscious can remember some of this stuff and well I become I become aware in the midst of abductions for a few seconds and then back into blackness and then back into total awareness at some later point, so it's pretty easy to stitch the pearls on a string. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I wonder if that could explain like uh, there's 
there's certain people who decide, oh, the heck, the what was it, the the hippies of uh, the '60s and and '50s and '60s, where they they wanted to, um, you know, live in communes and stuff. Well, that that seems like that, you know, if you're if you're sleeping in a room with just one yourself or one other person, you know, yeah, a, yeah. A, a spouse or something, that well, that's one mass thing. Abductions, the, the mass abductions where groups of people are taken and no time missed is noticed. Uh, there's a bizarrely evolving bending of time and space uh, beyond imagination so that no time is missed. So it's very possible to take many people involved. Um, they're very clever creatures, and they can bypass our imagination. Then it sounds like there could be two things. If 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 you decide that you're of a... Because obviously many people tr- decided to do this, and since then they've abandoned this. You mean, you mean look part. up into space and say, rescue me, space brothers, that type well, of stuff? <laughs> well, that's more like the modern version. But no, I mean, you know, the era of peace and love and harmony and, you know, the, the uh, age of Aquarius, etc. And, and, and hippies decided to move out in away from the cities and into communes and live together and sleep in one room and, you know, things like that. So you've got, uh, you've got two things. It could either have been motivated by some subconscious awareness of this thing going on and uh, a, a grab at safety from that kind of thing or it could be you know aliens influencing um, them in this case and saying you want to move into a commune and then that way they could easily grab a whole bunch of people at once yeah well, they're, they're negative enough to say you want to cheat on your wife you want to sleep with the babysitter you want to try a line of cocaine. You, want, you won't hear them suggesting peace and love and serenity or encompassing warmth of other people. Um, but yes, they're quite capable if they wanted to, to delude. I mean, there's, there's a seduction of the world mm-hmm. in the fact that they are farmers. And it's not which came first, the UFO sightings or the poltergeist experiences. It's which is first, the chicken or the egg. It's the farmer who came first. Oh, man. Well... And you're talking about these suggestions, you know. Well, and it's we're talking not, about aliens. Well, yeah, aliens and what they well, can do. Yeah, what they yeah what they can do. They can make these suggestions to you, which oddly sounds familiar too. Well, just like with with God, okay. Yeah, for example, yeah. in, in my in my own yeah. in my own experience with 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 God and Jesus and all that, why would they care? Why would they care I mean, about me? I mean, I'm, they're, they're I'm parasites just of con- they're parasites of consciousness itself, and since you are a spark of the divine. That's why they would care about you, because any porch light attracts moths, which attracts bats. Unbeknownst to most people, they have a soul. They're like goldfish who, who never guessed there's a greater world above the pond surface. Right. But these creatures have a tremendous understanding of our uh, spiritual recycling. and uh, um, uh, They've given me faith with each untoward realization and deduction and... Um, it's unveiled a greater faith in, in uh, God caring about us yes, individually. Mm-hmm. So that appeal, but, appealing but, to angelic energy, perhaps, is a way to uh, interrupt these, these visitations. My, my, my day-to-day routine, though, I mean, you know, yes, I, 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 I love my creator, right? But uh, I, I love my, my deity. However, the... I don't think that many deities are interested in in my day to day routine. Like you know, no, no, oh, did true. I drop a glass? You know, oh well, you know, obviously I'm being punished. No, 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 I just dropped a glass. You know, but that that glass dropping and your noticing of it as being unimportant is written in your blueprint. There are very few accidents, and your stream of consciousness is is tied to telepathic world of your spirit, helpers, your spirit guides, your angels. But these creatures are like demons in the sense that they will induce nightmares and frightening stuff to lower your vibrational 
um, realities, and that makes it much easier to climb on board and entangle their energies with yours. So it's, it, we walk a tightrope. It's not a matter that God doesn't notice every sparrow that falls or every glass that drops, but it's that faith has to come in as a strong support when the devil's biting your ass. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what I was saying before, though, too, is, I mean, there it, it sounds obviously uh, eerily familiar to, you know, hey, take that line of coke. Hey, cheat on your wife. <laughs> you know, I've heard that's these the before. Of, yeah. I've heard. Mm, that's the, yeah, that's the negativity. And that's, that's a signature symptom, is, is the tremendous negativity, Freddy Krueger-like dreams. Not unlike demonic uh, nightmares, but demons can be taken away with certain metaphysics and certain types of prayer and magic. Aliens walk through all defenses. And is there, well, yeah, prayer, you know, prayer and things like that, but I was going to ask, like, you know, I, we all, I think as human beings, we all have, you know, we, things pop into our heads. It happens to me all the time. Hey, punch exactly. that guy. Hey, that really nice guy you're talking to right now, punch him in the face. I've had this happen you know before. That, but if you know that you're under either evil alien interference or that you have spirit attachments, say, by demonic influences, you have to question every thought you have and vector off the negative ones. You actually have to be aware of your awareness, and it's a 24-hour battle. They are truly parasites of consciousness, and they will construct for weak minds. That's what they do, and most of us are weak. Scenarios that cause a lot of angst and aggravation and, and tribulation because they feast ethereally off of aggravation. And, you know, uh, it's, it's amazing how similar alien abduction is to being attacked by demonic entities in the sense that they will feast ethereally and uh, enjoy your suffering. So the, the power that we have, the, what we have, what we can do is we can say all these negative things right. and schleff them off and say, you know what, yes. I, I have that little weakness, that little weak moment, that little weak thought, but you know what, um, the flowers are still blooming. You know, yes, the sun is know, still look, the, internet, the internet was supposed to be 666, and all they accomplished was porn. I'm not going to judge them either. You know. <laughs> I wonder what happens if you go to 666.com, if it's a porn site. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> but, you, I mean, you can invite evil by going into a haunted house with a Ouija board and unsuspectedly bring home something that you wouldn't be prepared to deal with. And it's the same thing with going on a, a UFO skywatch. Uh, the, the creatures who trouble us are very similar in, in their motives. They're sneaky, um, they're nefarious, and they're very quiet about what they do. And they're unseen. So this unseen world of demons and aliens, I, to me, is as real as the nose on my face, but it's hard to see. Okay. And I, and I lump them all on the same. I don't have to see the UFO. I, I mean, I can be doing a spiritual cleansing to get something that's touching me and burning the hell out of me, which is a signature symptom of a negative one, or feel a gut-busting or slow-creeping wave of anxiety, which is another intuitive approach signal that people can learn. Um, and see a reptilian energy. I mean, not all unseen energies are human. You know, but right. there's a lot of predatory bottom feeders out there on, on this planet. They haven't evolved. They haven't gone to the light. And um, not all of them are good-natured little lost souls. You know, um, but I, I wanted to thank you uh, for um, 
humoring me and putting me on. You guys sounded like you were having so much fun before I got on the air. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. no, actually, I think that, you know, yeah, we're having fun, but we're interested. This is very interesting. So, yeah, you know, you, 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 you buckle down and you get focused, you know. Right. And that's what we're doing right now, so don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. We, we have to have fun on the show. Yeah. But at the same time, we do the show so that we can learn things, we can expand our, our minds and our experiences yeah, yeah. and what we know. And, I, I and think what... Mm-hmm. I, I think you're, you're wonderful to bring such levity and such a good sense of humor, because one can easily become obsessed and uh, and moribund and uh, ingrown like a toenail and get painful. But to, <laughs> to hear a paranormal station where you guys love each other and have so much fun, it's refreshing. It's wonderful. Well, well, we, good. we do try and we find that this nurtures our our growth uh, spiritually and paranormal. Yeah, it does. Individually, it, does it, it helps nurture our growth because we we have the, the a balance. I like to strike a balance. And um, yeah. speaking of which. There's something that okay, so the the aliens that that have you know that you've noticed because you you've been plagued by this your whole life, right? I've noticed them since I was a kid, but I think I was purposely made aware. I'm not mm-hmm. that clever. I think it was part of my blueprint to become aware that I had lost awe. I was walking around dead in my shoes, like mm-hmm. most people, locked in routine, and then I realized, oh my god. There must be other people like me who've had these indigestible experiences which really contradict everything we've ever been taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, these are a third player, though, because we, we have in, in religion, right, we have, we have God, and then we have the devil. We have, you know, the, the opposite, the, you know, cat, Satan, Lucifer, cast yeah. down, you know. Okay, so, so we've got, in, and, you know, we have Legion, and we have, you know, our, Archangels. And yeah. we, you know, no, so we've got no, all no, these things. These, these, these hierarchies are very much like city government. Yes, and they're all that a, way. They're all, they're all attached to lights. Their job is to extinguish light. So they may be put out to purposely tempt Elliot Spitzer, who's just by virtue of the fact he's a governor mm-hmm. or, or a priest, to um, uh, feel lascivious towards a young child, simply mm-hmm. because he's a priest. They're assigned as legions and as uh, levels of uh, hierarchy simply to go out and do specific evil. Yeah, it's just, it, they're real. I mean, they're absolutely real. Thank God we're not real luminaries, and unlike these people, we don't have to come under direct psychic attack and wonder about our lusts or our, our selfishness or our greed or our murderous hatreds. Or Weak minds are easily influenced, and mm-hmm. people of light are attacked. Can I ask you this one thing, Paul? And I've, 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 this is something I've always... You said weak minds are easily attacked. Right. Yeah, just the way a wolf would move in on the weakest in the in the flock. What makes the mind weak? Um, not questioning negative thoughts, thinking that perverse or compulsive or um, disturbing thoughts are your own. We're never taught that there's a spirit world all around us all the time. That phantoms fill the air everywhere. We're never taught that. Well, yeah, we've talked about that a lot in the past. Like I mentioned, I mean that's one of the no, first I mean, things I think we got into was. But we're not taught that as kids. Right. We're taught that if we wake up with a nightmare to turn the pillow over. Yeah. Kids like to crawl into their parents' bed because they know they're protected by their energies. Mm-hmm. Parents don't have a clue and therefore can't teach their kids about nighttime bedroom visitors. Okay, who yeah. Pick on children, who pick on children. Yeah. Kids have a lot of nightmares because they're easy targets. Mm-hmm. So the mind... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, go on. No, go ahead, Paul. It's all right, go ahead. No, the, the, the mind is part of the quantum physics of the universe. We like to think it's private because it's locked up between our ears. <laughs> but I assure you that most of the world doesn't have a phornix and bark like monkeys like we do. They're telepathic. Mm-hmm. And if you're mean-spirited and you're 
um, lustful, you will attract those types of experiences and spirits into your life. If you're loving and forgiving and um, would never think of a vendetta, you will attract those experiences. Like attracts like. So I must have been a real son of a bitch to invite these, <laughs> these, these creatures into my life. But well, I, the trouble is, yeah, science and medicine doesn't distinguish between psychiatric and spiritual problems. So it's easy to dismiss someone who says, Mommy, there's a monster in my room, as needing a sedative rather than spiritual guidance. Well, yeah. It's important to teach kids how to defend themselves. But we find that a lot more. We're finding that a lot more nowadays, obviously, that you know parents are just going towards the drugs when it comes to yeah. when children have questions. Does, does that make you weaker spiritually, or do you still have the potential to, to grow when, when you're, you're high? When you're out, <laughs> um, yeah. It's true that drugs in our society are used recreationally, but they were used throughout millennia by shaman to enter the spirit world. Mm -hmm. So that tells you that these things are attracted to you when you alter your consciousness that way. And that since there's so many unseen evil ones around, it's like opening up your living room door to the street and inviting anybody to come in. It's not something you really want to do. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. I mean, we're, you know, we've always said that you know, there's always that old tale where, yeah, he's a really nice guy until he starts to drinking, <laughs> right? Uh, well, that's because unseen spirits have prompted him to have that extra four or five drinks. Mm -hmm. And then that's why the, the personality change is so remarkable, how a loving person can become so abusive. There's actually spirit attachment. And that's, you know, if you look at Dr. William Baldwin's um, research with spirit releasement therapy, uh, when he had people in deep trance, and, and that, by the way, I think is, is a better way to go ghost, ghost hunting than um, having EMF tools or even bringing a psychic. And the machines on the psychic can sense uh, vibrations, or, uh, but a true trance medium can actually converse with the entity, and you can actually give it therapy. Anyway, Dr. William Baldwin did spirit releasement therapy, and he found that many of the attached entities to people's psyche and energies were aliens. Really? Not ghosts, not dead ones, not demons. And uh, I began to realize that some of my experiences in, in, in having psychic and telepathic attacks by these creatures right after sightings, uh, and the poltergeist experiences right after sightings, had a lot to do with their MO, with their modus operandi. They, they, they work the way demons do. They're interested, they, they're telepathic, and they're more interested in polluting and, and destroying your soul. We have a lot of work to do, but we have a break. To yeah, we to got go to get on. Thank God. Because I want <laughs> to learn. Well, no. I know. Well, when, <laughs> this is pretty heavy stuff. This and, is and really wanna, heavy stuff. The thing is, I want to. Look, I'm sorry. We can go back to giggling during the break. No, yes, no, no, no. giggle during the break. No, we'll we're gonna right have to take a break here. We're gonna take a break because when we get back, I want, I want, you know, we've talked a lot about this, the ideas of this thing, right? What yeah. you can do, what this whole thing is about. You know, we never really got into, you know, well, I think we made uh, just this, briefly, briefly, like you know, what you went through. I mean, your story, Paul. I mean, would you oh, care? God to, in heaven. Would I you think think if what? you go to, yeah. Well, <sighs> uh, again, I saw entities from the time I was five years old. And, um, oh, no, 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 let, let's do that after yeah, the break. Let's do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I want to digest some of this, and then after the break, I want to come back, and I want to... You'll need some bicarb. I want to learn about... <laughs> yes, I want to learn about your story, and, and, and hints and tips and anything. Yeah, you anything will get a help. Because evidently, we've got people out there who listen to the show, mm -hmm. who Absolutely. are running around, going to, you know, graveyards and stuff like that, yeah. and they're, they, they might be, unbeknowing to them, a beacon they're of light Velcro. for these things. They're going to carry yeah. stuff home with them, yeah. Not a good idea. So I want to know. Go out, 
what in the pasture with your sneakers when there's manure out there. <laughs> so we're going to go and do that. We're going to do that right after the break. Uh, this is Ghostly Talk, and I'm Doug. I'm Scott Al. I'm Bonnie. We'll, we'll be right, be right back. <laughs> Ghostly Talk! I say, Sean B., I've been thinking about all the things necessary to produce a proper paranormal broadcast. Mm, do tell, Nathan S., what are these vital qualities? Empathy, commitment, quiet dignity, and self-respect. Indeed! What a shame we don't have any of those traits! Oh yeah, the Ghost Planet Demon Hunter show is rocking its way on the supernatural scene. It's drive time paranormal broadcasting without the driving or the timing. Just go to www.ghostandhuman.com. Think you know what goes up in the night? You ain't heard nothing yet. Each week we'll be bringing you the best and the worst kept secrets in the paranormal community. Yeah, us, the Ghost Planet Demon Hunter, Sunday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. www.ghostanddemon.com. The Ghost Planet Demon Hunter. Welcome to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio. Paranormal News is produced by Genesis Creations Entertainment. I'm your host, Bonnie Vance. San Diego Paranormal is an affiliate for Sideshow Collectibles and Collectibles Today. From the Munsters to Scary Movie and even Pirates of the Caribbean, we've got you covered. How about a statue of Elvira for your desk? Please go to www.sdparanormal.com and look for Sideshow Collectibles and Haunted Collectibles on the left-hand navigation bar. Is the Hotel Brunswick haunted? Jason Fath, the co-owner of the Hotel Brunswick on Route 66 in Kingsman, Arizona, shows a camera crew some of the places where he sensed the presence of the supernatural in his historic building. Here's a clip. I always tell everybody this is like the depths of hell. I don't know if it's that bad, but it's probably the freakiest place I've had in the hotel. It really is. And I didn't think about it the first couple times I went down there, but... There was one night where I had to do some work, and there was a water leak on one of the, uh, the air conditioner, the condenser unit. And I was standing right here, and I swear I saw, like, it wasn't a person, but I could see an outline of something. And it walked right upstairs, and I wasn't thinking anything of it until it, like, hit me. And then it walked right through me, and there was another person right behind it. Well, when the first one came through, it was like... Every single hair in my body stood up on end. And I mean, like, chest hair and leg hair. And I was like, felt, I just felt overwhelmed by something. I thought, well, whatever. I saw another one step, step up the stairs. And I was like, I'm not gonna, I was freaked out. I slammed the door, turned the lights off. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going down there tonight. This whole room has some strange shadows. Let me tell you what. When you're sitting, I've sat in here in the bar doing my paperwork at midnight before. Facing the street at one of those tables, and it'd be like, I keep looking over here in that doorway, and I swear I see something out in front of my eye, and I turn to look at it, all I see is a shadow pulling away. And that was especially when I first got the place, I don't know if I was just freaked out being here anyway, but it felt, uh, I mean, just something was going on. There was a, There was something... Something strange going on. I felt very weird. 
The destination, San Carlos Hotel, Cool Ridge, Arizona. The mission, make contact with suspected paranormal residents. The investigators, Spectral Vision, a team of six paranormal investigators. When the hotel was still receiving regular guests, several unfortunate incidents occurred resulting in deaths. Two women who were staying in rooms on opposite sides of the building jumped from their windows taking their own lives. The events occurred on different occasions. One was a result of a cheating husband and the other had no apparent reason still to this very day. Through their investigation, the group did see or hear some things. After careful review of one particular recording during an EVP session, a woman's voice was picked up. Although faint, it was determined by the investigators that it was indeed paranormal activity. Liverpool-born psychic and medium Billy Roberts has been assigned for a 12-month contract to appear as a regular guest on Most Haunted. His first assignment, the mental hospital in Denby. According to Roberts, he did sense a number of presences there at the hospital and not necessarily evil ones. Hospitals do generate a lot of emotions which can impregnate the atmosphere, says Roberts. He is not the first Liverpoolian medium to regularly appear on the show. Derek Okoro worked on the show for five series until his departure in 2005 under some very controversial circumstances. For more information on these stories, please go to www.sdparanormal.com and the Paranormal News feed page. Don't forget, sign up for a free subscription to Paranormal News. Thanks for joining us today on Paranormal News. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on Paranormal News, please send us an email at paraxnews at aol.com. You can listen to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio at www.ghostlytalk.com. Please check out their other fine shows. Or you can join us at paranormalnews.mypodcast.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Bonnie Vance. The television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, television is reality, and reality is less than television. Talking to Paul Schroeder. Gentlemen. Hello there. <laughs> yes. Um, really? Really? Right, I use the term, term loosely. Yes. yes you heavens. should. You should. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the website is iwasabducted.com slash Schroeder slash index.htm or it's or, linked up yeah, at ghostlytalk.com yeah, or go Google, Google Paul Schroeder and uh, he'll be the first. S-C-H-S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. And email me if you have a problem or the station, and we'll um, confuse you even more. <laughs> what is your email address, Paul? I'm at polyphemus, which is like the one-eyed um, beast, P-O-L-Y-P-H-E-M-U-S. That's cool. 999, which is 666 upside down, mm -hmm. evil reversed, at AOL.com. Fantastic. Polyphemus. Okay, good enough. Yeah. Now you wanted to know how to protect yourself. Well, I mean, that, you know, well, yeah, the, how to protect yourself. But we were wondering, you know, we didn't really get into your story, though. I mean, uh, so we, we want both. Yeah, I mean, I'm but, just curious but, about that. Um, but well, I, was, I, was a, I was a dopey kid. What did I know? If anybody <laughs> had mentioned this to me 25 years ago, I would have written them off and moved down the park bench a little bit further, you know. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff you really just can't talk to anybody about unless you've also been troubled by nighttime harassing entities that uh, show up in your bedroom. Okay. No, I but um, <clears throat> I, I think, again, one technique, since these creatures tend to predominate at night and their guerrilla tactics occur at your bedroom when you're in REMs, as rapid eye movements, is to protect yourself at that stage, to get into lucid dreaming mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and to interact with entities in your dreams, and that'll help you to unfurl a little bit who they're shape-shifting as. I, they don't really shape-shifts. It's just the fact that they can affect your mind into believing that you're not seeing them. So lucid dreaming, if you could go on the Internet and Google lucid, L-U-C-I-D, it's sort of a self-hypnotic process where all day long you ask yourself every few seconds, am I awake, am I asleep? And that filters down into your unconscious so that it happens when you're actually dreaming and you have the ability to, like a cat, react even though you're wrapped in delusions. Mm -hmm. uh, another is to actually go for hypnosis. Or, you know, you can simply, as I do regularly, I will not participate in these experiences. I refuse to participate over and over. So at night when they grab you for a mind scan, it's going to come out and bang, you get this reflex reaction in them. And you know it's hit very interesting. There are, there are hypnotists who have taken abductees and put them into a light trance wrapped in amnesia. This is so that they can't indeed recall what they've been programmed with and reveal it in the mind scan. That when they were with a target trigger, so that when they were within 20 inches of their entities on board, they would awaken and point at them and point in an indictingly way say, why are you doing this to me? Why are you bothering perfectly innocent people? And um, one psychoanalyst who did this found that he was told almost immediately by all of his patients who didn't know each other, were separate abductees, uh, we're coming for you and your son. Ooh. That they had become awake in that moment and were in the face of a small, dark, very tiny, livid creature enraged. Uh, for the first time in their 30 years of abductions, one said, it was furious and said, tell doctor we're going to come for him and his son. Oh, that, that's, yeah, that's scary. Not. So very scary shit, and very um, um, personal. Yeah. Very personal. Very per they don't want anything known about them. I think that's like the devil's greatest trick was to convince people that he didn't exist. Heard that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Heard the, that before. Uh, the greatest, sus the, the uh, usual suspects. Yeah. Another way it, uh, is, is really through prayer, that we're not, pe we're not uh, people having spiritual experiences or ghostly experiences or, or alien abductions. Or, we're really spirits having human experiences. And if you can oil the connection, actually speak to your spirit helpers. Speak to your angels 
and pay attention to the feeling of comfort you have and to oil that connection, to raise your vibrational level simply beyond them. That's difficult for an atheist like me. Well, it's difficult for anybody. I've been trying for years, Paul. And I, yeah, yeah. It's very difficult. I mean, and I've been told the same thing over and over again. You need to quiet the mind, Scott. You need to calm down. You need to yeah. stop thinking in 400 different directions at one time. You need to focus your mind. And it's very, very, very difficult to do that. Yeah. Um, they, will, they will confuse you. Confusion is the one thing that you wish on your enemy that's worse than anything else. Well, there, there are certain passive techniques you can use. For mm -hmm. instance... Ghosts, demons, aliens manifest where it's dark, where it's quiet, where there's, no, where there's no movement of air. That's where you're going to pick up a demon or a ghost or an alien. They all manifest within that EMF. So sleep with the light on and put a classical radio on very low in your room. Have a ceiling fan move. Just those three or three passive techniques that will make it more difficult for manifestations. I have a fan that blows on my face at night time. Is that going to work? <laughs> you, will, you will sense the wolves right beyond the other side of the fire. Yes, I've tried that. Oh, okay. It does, wow. work. it does work. You can sense the growling on the other side of the fence uh, when you do that. It's very effective. I don't know if it's the electromagnetic energy in the fan itself or whether the uh, whirling fans moving the air around prevents them from moving through, but it can be very effective. I use ceiling and floor fans, uh, magnets. Uh, if you can get a magnetized sheet, God help you, as you would put it in your soles and heels and your feet. Uh, anything that's passive, you don't want to tackle them directly because they're extremely vicious. Like a demon, you don't want to confront it head on. You want to sort of sidestep it and use passive. Um, he was talking about devils facetiously. You run into a nine-foot reptilian with wings. Mm-hmm that loathes you, and you can feel the hatred palpable in the air, you're lucky you can escape from that presence. There are devils. Well, I, I'm, still, I'm still not getting over this, Paul. Why is there this hatred? I don't understand why there is all the because hatred. Because we're closer to God, because we have that spark of the divine in us that we're dimly unaware of, but they're very aware of. And if you have the potential to go on the air and help people, if you have the potential to... Um, search for the light, they will extinguish it. They'll do whatever they can to you personally. Uh, little children will bicycle under your tar wheels you know, while you're going down the street. They'll do whatever they can. Well, uh, they're very powerful creatures. It seems to me that they're such evolved creatures, too, like we hear. They're so spiritually yeah. and yeah, psychically evolved. Well, not psychically evolved, enough. okay. They're, so they're such evolved creatures. That you know, Here's an example. I mean, you know, when... You know, if Doug's doing something that I think is really cool, like, oh, that's a pretty neat skill you have right there, which we both know about this, right? Hey, Doug, that's a pretty nice skill you have there, Doug. Could you could you possibly maybe show me how you do that? You know, what's your trick? How do you do I, that? But uh, if you compliment the psychic vampire on its telepathy, it's still going to drink your blood. Oh, okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. its, that's its nature. I mean, God created mosquitoes. They move in on your CO2 just the way these things move in on you. It just seems like they, they would come down and say, hey, look, man, um, you guys no. got a pretty cool gig here, and we'd like to get a piece no. of the action. You know, could, we, could you show us your trick? You know? Look at it this way. We don't negotiate with chickens. Good point. That's true. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there is a communication level there. I mean, you, we, I can't talk to my guinea pig. As much as yeah, I and we don't. We, can't, you know? we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't make bargains with our cocker spaniels. We don't. No, you don't. You're I mean, right. And, and asking aliens to land on, on the 
White House lawn or asking UFOs to show themselves is almost like getting a note from your dog uh, saying, please meet me in the backyard. I mean, <laughs> they've always been here, and they're pretty much in charge. And the few people who do honest investigations are laughed at. The ridicule factor is a very powerful weapon. And people are not ready for the idea that, for instance, a loving God gives us many lifetimes to refine our souls and that we choose the lessons, but that there are joy-riding gray aliens, there are joy-riding demons, and they can stick to our energies and give a new meaning to the concept of what a silent invasion really is. is there is are many it, people... I'm sorry, go on. Is it happening more and more often, or is it pretty much... I think so. I think so. There are more people being institutionalized with mental illness and being medicated who are truly attacked. Mm-hmm. hear voices. I mean, if you hear voices that are not yours, and you have dark thoughts that are not yours, you have probably a spirit attachment. Mm-hmm. If you have that mixed with sightings of UFOs, then the nature of that spirit is much different than you thought of. It's that simple. I mean, God okay. sends some people into dark corners simply to illuminate them for others. I think that's our goal, that if we have to suffer for a while... The idea is to help other people, and in doing so, perhaps we can help ourselves. Well, okay, you have a spirit attachment then, all right? Um, How how can you rid yourself of this? What if it's reptilian? What if most of the population walked around with a spirit attachment of a young juvenile reptilian upside down along its spinal cord, and and that it was there your whole life to orchestrate horror for you and sadness and milk you? Mm. Even prayer can make you lunch. Um... I think that we have very few defenses in the body, but since indeed we shed the body like we would clothing and we move on to where we came back from, that other dimension, which is right here, heaven, we can appeal to heaven for help. And I, I do believe that prayer, like prayer. praying for cockroaches, it has to be effective and it has to be repeated. It, it can't to. just be prayer. Standard prayers just don't work. Okay, as far you you mean you said standard prayer is that right appeals appeals to Jesus for instance just like the Lord's prayer for example that does that doesn't um, that may calm you enough to create a vibrational reality like classical music playing in a room to make it more difficult to manifest but there are people in the midst of abductions who become lucid who screamed God save me and found themselves back in bed instantly we are tied not just by that invisible silken thread which if broken we die we are connected very much to the spirit world because we are interdimensional ourselves we're spirits in the body mm-hmm. and I think if we exercise that and get the rust off that link we have a real heads up to sensing intuitively the approach of these creatures and if we can fight them early on it'll be easier not to suffer with them they'll go elsewhere like any mugger who sees you walking tough and making eye contact will go for the person looking down at the floor Mm-hmm. Like any burglar will see a dog bowl monstrous that says Bruno, even though there's no dog home, and think, I'll hit the next house. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all. We, so for for the time being, you yeah, know, while while it. nobody knows, you know, nobody knows, like, you know, what you can do to get rid of them if they can even be gotten rid of. Like mosquitoes, well, I don't think you can get rid of them forever. I mean, you can... You can spray and then have them not come around for a little while, but then the, eventually the, you know, they'll come in. I agree. I so, agree. But, but at least it gives you some control. 
Right, it gives instead you instead of control. being a victim. Instead of being a victim, you view yourself as being a hero. It, you're in the same circumstances, but there's a different perspective. Right, but it's not. Very, I mean, you know, you can put up these walls, and I, I think that any all a lot of security is putting up enough walls to where whoever wants whatever it is that you have uh, goes to yeah. the next house or the next city or whatever. Then you know. Um, but you're right. Some of these entities just love to jump walls. Well, that's true. And you may entice them to come in simply by virtue of your defenses. Or you might it's be a challenge, like, and people might, or the entity might love a challenge. Oh, I'll get this yeah. one. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be better to attack a priest than just a grocer? Absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, they attack the light. I mean, uh, there's certain uniform rules, but demons can be gotten rid of using God's rules. They have to obey God's rules. These creatures are godless, pretty much. And uh, they are a curse on the earth. There's no question. There's no question. Wow. And they've existed forever. Like They've been here forever, and I think that if you look at DNA manipulation, every 5,000 years, every 10,000 through mitochondrial research, it's obvious that we are someone else's very, very valuable property. But we are not just the property. We are spirits in the body, and as those spirits, we have rights. Well, wait a minute. If we're there, okay, we're somebody else's very valuable property. Yes. Um, now I'm not going to ask who. <laughs> that's just for, that's an insane question. Well, look, look at it this way: Earth is ostensibly a preserve created by a whole consortium of aliens who contributed their DNA. That is, abductees on board craft have seen alien insects. There are mantids here on Earth that look exactly like those mm -hmm. sentient technological creatures. They've seen amphibians here. They've seen amphibian aliens. It looks like even butterfly. Mm -hmm. uh, aliens have been seen. So there's there's a whole kaleidoscope of contributed DNA to create this preserve. A good animal keeper doesn't let the animals on the preserve know it's a preserve. Ah, okay. That's a and that's actually an interesting way to think about it. I'm just my this is mind bending. That's all I got to say. Is. This is really, really mind bending. Mind -bending. It, 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 yeah. It's 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 a little sad to know that one's not the top of the food chain. I mean that that's what's disgruntling. Well, yeah. I'm being facetious about that. But the other <laughs> is that, 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 that there is a true and present danger, and that is that, that if you shine light, uh, darkness can't exist. So I think that's what we're trying to do here. Well, Mike, the thing I was thinking of was that if we're somebody else's property and we have a soul, and this yeah. is what they despise about us... Well, they steal souls, you see. They, will, they know you and find you in childhood like the Dalai Lama one lifetime after another because they've recycled you. Mm -hmm. They actually garner souls like demons, and uh, UFOs are seen over cemeteries. They will pick up errant or lost souls. They will even vibrate souls out of their body and insert alien energy. I mean, they see us as containers. They have no respect for us whatsoever. Alien energy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Bill Gates. An alien no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Not Bill Gates. Bill Gates it's is a, energy. I, yeah. Oh, no, no. Bill, well, look. <laughs> I the was idea is being it's the Noah. It, I call it the Noah concept because they feel they have the right to remove us from the planet, that we've destroyed the planet, and they're going to repopulate us with hybrids. Everybody who's been taken has been shown these little black boxes on board of hybrids. And when asked, what are those things, it's to replace us. So if you look at us from that proprietary type of perspective, it's kind of sad that they they see this whole planet as an Auschwitz, you know. So that it, it it's very disquieting if you look at the true evidence of 
what they believe we are and who we believe we are. It's it's. Well, no, yeah, there's a, my, a huge difference. I'm sorry. Go on. Well, I'm no, sorry. I've Take heard it. something similar to this in the past, mm -hmm. as far as the planet's concerned. You just mentioned that you know, as a, we as a group of people, and we've been hearing this a lot. I mean, it's it's an obvious thing is that we're destroying this planet uh, through whatever line of business it is that we're doing in the quest for profits or whatever it may be. We're destroying this planet. Couldn't it be that I mean, and I've heard this before that uh we we may have been we may be very well be somebody's experiment right uh exactly. as in a creation to go okay we're going to start this thing from the ground up and see how these folks do right well that's pretty much what god did according to the bible he made certain several versions of us until he was happy adam in according to the koran was not the first creation as it is in our bible that in the koran god had created many animalistic creatures but Adam was the best. Mm -hmm. but the so, yes, there may be an evolution of creations, but we still have our rights. I'm up on my hind hooves uh, screaming for equanimity here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, well, that's as far as the creation's concerned. My, th my question or my thought processes was on the actual playing out of the whole thing. I'm going to give you this, 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 this beautiful ball to live on, to float around on. Take care of it. Do the best yeah. you can with it. And let's be frank, I mean, from what we were seeing, how do I really know what's going on on the planet, first of all? But from sure, what we I'm we're, we're paving paradise, and we're putting up parking lots. Yeah, yeah what's my thing is, I mean, I'm seeing one, one retail store after another popping up, and I'm seeing more trees go away. I mean, I'm seeing all these horrible things. And to me, that's screwing things up really bad. So... Based on that, yeah, it's it, like you said before, it sucks to know we're at the top of the food chain, but it doesn't seem like we're doing a very good job of behaving like we, we, we should be at the, part of the, you know, at the, at the top of the food chain. So, that, that's true, but the other image is why trouble abductees with these images? Why bother them since they're not governments and they're not politicians and they're not officials in environmental sciences? And I think one of the answers is to upset us enough to lower our vibrational levels, to disturb us. Okay. I think it's just like nightmares. They're engineered. I mean, if you look at the idea of a dream, if a fire engine goes down your street, your brain will weave it into the dream and delude you that you're still dreaming mm -hmm. and make that fire engine part. If the alarm clock goes off, it'll be a symbol in, in that dream. Yep. Yep. But nightmares violate that, that lying to you. It wakes you up. So if you have a, a nightmare, it's not your own psyche. There's something else going on. And I think... I think part of that is the same reason that they're showing us that we're destroying the planet, is to disturb us deeply and make it easier for them to overstep our natural defenses. So it's just more or less to tenderize us to the point where... We're Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I know, exactly. I know. Fabulous yeah. way to upset everybody all at once. Uh-oh. And that would be to uh, oh plunge the stock market by 33%. Oh, wait, that was just done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow. Well, believe it or not, it's been forecast. I mean, our leaders lied to us, too. I mean, greed has, has been the rule of the planet, greed and, and fear. We need to evolve, I think. I don't know if capitalism works, but uh, it does for some people. I well, saw a great bumper top. sticker on somebody. I saw a great um, license plate bumper sticker that seemed to level the plane and said, eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And that's been said for years. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, I've seen that before, too. And, no, I mean, yeah. Stock can I, can I thank you gentlemen beforehand for having me on the air? Oh, yeah, sure. 
This is an thank you. No, thank it's you. a pleasure. I mean, we, I know we only have a couple of yeah, minutes we only got a couple left, minutes, unfortunately. This yeah. has been an absolute pleasure because I've got to really, really think about a lot yeah, of different this is, things. Yeah, it really has me day to day. Everything from day to day life to dreams and nightmares to uh, to what well, I look, do. Look, it all ties in. It all ties in that we're really spirits, and and that um, if we keep that idea that we are infinite beings and that we have tremendous power, it's just like they tell you if you could only focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could be a lighthouse. You that's what I was saying kid. earlier. I can't yeah. do that, Paul. Well, well, that's 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 wrong programming. You ha- can't do that at this moment, but you're learning how to. Yeah, I'm trying. And I really am trying. <laughs> I have the same problem with surrounding myself in light. I have heard a lot of people who've had psychic abilities and have experience who can wrap themselves in the Christ light or white energy, and that's an electric fence. I have yet to been able to do that. It's very difficult. Well, best of luck to you on that, Paul, I have hey. to say. And hopefully we can, you know, I can get myself focused and, and Doug can do his thing and Bonnie can do her thing also to help ourselves and hopefully everybody else out there listening, you know, thinking about this because this has been a very, very interesting interview, I have to say. I thank you. And, uh, I thank you. Yeah, it's like, you know, think about these things, people. I know, you know, you can I've never, said I can't. I, I've I had this focusing thing for years, and it's maybe maybe it's something I really need to look at so I can, can help myself. And you can never protect yourself too much. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. keep putting up those walls. Pray, um, you know, do yeah. do everything it takes. You know, sleep with a fan on. If well, that's all it takes, other, I'd be happy. There are other techniques too. For instance, to drinking too much pennyroyal extract can cause out of body uh, experiences. So if you have just a little bit of pennyroyal in mm-hmm. a glass of water. You can sort of recalibrate your aura and make it very difficult for them to abduct you astrally at night. What a fabulous bedtime tradition uh, yeah. <laughs> to get on, to get into. Yes. And the Paul. monsters will eat your ass, John. <laughs> <laughs> <So well. laughs> Paul, hang on the line for one second, okay? God bless you. Don't leave us yet. You stay on the line. Don't leave us just stay yet. Stay on the line. Okay. Paul Schroeder. Uh, Google it. Uh, go to Google.com and, and Google Paul Schroeder, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. Um, of course, there will be a link up at ghostlytalk.com. Yep. Fascinating, fascinating uh, information. And, and definitely, you know, think about it. Go, maybe it's time to expand yourself a little spiritually. Yeah, it's the holiday time, you know. It's that or go and eat. Don't forget, Christmas really means Christ's Mass. Yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Hang on for one second, Paul. We're going to go to break here. We have to get, yeah, because Jeff Belanger's coming up. Jeff Belanger. Book giveaway coming up after the, after the break, too, by the way. Excellent. Thank you, guys. And thank you so much. Um, yes, after the break, and this is more independent music uh, brought to you from ghostlytalk.com. Miss a live broadcast? Feel free to download it direct from the on-demand archives at ghostlytalk.com. Whether you're an amateur or a professional paranormal investigator, the Night Watchers want you to investigate some of the country's most haunted places. The Night Watchers want you. Already in a group? 
perfect, groups are welcome. Join today at nightwatchers.info. Nightwatchers at nightwatchers.info. The future of paranormal investigation. I'd like to share a recent experience uh, where I strongly believe that I encountered a shadow person. When I looked, it was January 5th, 2046. I just, you know, I want to find an explanation for it. I want to rule it out as, you know, something that was logical. There are many things we have yet to learn about and understand. Join us here at Supernatural Existence and learn about the many mysteries of the universe. Feel free to subscribe via any of your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, or check us out on the Supernatural Existence website at www.globi.com. The mysteries are waiting to be understood. I really want to see something supernatural with my own eyes, not hear it or think I heard it or anything like that, actually see it with my own eyes, capture it on camera, hear something weird or something like that. Clear the 
this is Lena. And this is Paul with the SEPS Paranormal Podcast. Check us out twice a month where we will be discussing our most recent paranormal investigations here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. You can find us at www.sepsparanormal.podshow.com or go to our website, sepsparanormal.org. Or you can subscribe to iTunes. Just type in SEPS Paranormal in the search field. Come by and check us out. You're listening to Ghostly Talk with Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. Y'all are making it difficult to do a show. That's all I'm saying. Y'all? Y'all. All right. Y'all? Are you ready? Yeah. Who do we have coming up, Doug? Jeff Belanger leads a very haunted life. He's been fascinated with the supernatural since age 10, when he investigated his first haunted house <laughs> during a sleepover. All right, Bonnie, your mic's out, Bonnie. You're blowing this whole bit. All right, well, what else I, pro- I promised to do that because what uh, else about what else about how you Jeff? welcomed Scott? How, how you welcomed Bonnie Bush. earlier? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Since then, the paranormal investigator has been a writer and a journalist for various newspaper and magazines. And in 1999, he launched ghostvillage.com as a repository for his writings and research on the subject of the supernatural. Mm-hmm. The site has since grown. You think? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I added that. Yeah. yeah. Um, has since grown to become the largest paranormal community on the web, which it has, mm-hmm. attracting hundreds of thousands of visitors per year, which oh, it does, yeah. including oh, yeah. myself. Uh, over the years, Jeff has interviewed hundreds of people about their experiences with the profound. Mm. His objective pr- approach to the subject makes the supernatural accessible to a wide audience. Yeah. He brings personality and humor to this subject, which may <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, which, which makes him one of the most sought after experts in the field. He has written for many paranormal websites yes, and has. print publications and is the author of several books. And you know his, his website already. I'm not even going to read it off the page. Ghostvillage.com is already in your bookmarks, but we would like to welcome Jeff Belanger back to who oh by the way you know the first time jeff that we had you on we kept pronouncing your name you know the way it's written which is in, and since then it's been drilled into my head you know jeff belanger or belanger yeah uh, because it's french that's exactly how you put it to us thanks <laughs> <laughs> jeff i love you touche <laughs> No, it's just super to be, uh, what's the name of the show again? <laughs> it's super to be on that show, whatever this one is. I think it's the Ghost Man and Demon Hunter show. Yeah, yeah. the oh. next show. <laughs> Ghost, this is, this is Coast right. to Coast nice AM. Jew, the nice Jewish boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeff, all, in all seriousness, it's great. We haven't talked in a while, and it's really good to have you back on the show to hang out. Yeah, here, man. So. No, awesome. That's great for those of you who don't know. I'm kidding. No, it's great to be back with you guys and, uh, you know, been, it has been a while. It has been a real long time. One thing I want to do before we get into this thing, though, is uh, I told you this when we were on break. Okay, guys, it's 8, 11 p.m. right now. I can timestamp it now, so you can't trick me Ooh, anymore. Ooh, you're doing the giveaway. All right. You're doing the giveaway. Uh, and this week is a doozy. I mean, how how topical is this? Uh, one of Jeff's classic books, Jeff Belanger's uh, classic oh, books, uh, uh, is uh, Our Haunted Lives. 
True Life Ghost Encounters, a fantastic book. Um, and we're going to be giving this one away this week, seeing that Jeff is our, has, is our gracious guest. Uh, yeah, so as of right now, first emailer, first person to drop an email into me, Scott L, S-C-O-T-T-L, at ghostlytalk.com, uh, will get a fresh, brand-new, spanking copy of this wonderful book. Uh, yeah, so cool. I'm going right. for it. I'm going for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see, like, 50 emails from Jeff maybe. dropping into me. Hey, Am man. I first? Am I first? Yeah. Did I get it? I think it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I could sell those? <laughs> no, you can have an eBay account. You won the first autographed copy of Confessions of a Support Ho. Oh yes, that's the up and coming bestseller, top of the New York New York Times Why is this book on sale uh, list. Um, is Confessions of a Support Ho by Ms. Bonnie. Yeah, it's of, about ten uh, pages long. Yes, uh, oh, no. Please. <laughs> no, we Doug could fill like encyclopedias worth of books on the yes. dirt I have on Doug. Unfortunately, she's traveled with me a couple times. The show is finally turning into the Jerry Springer show. I know it has. I think, I think <laughs> we finally got. And I am pregnant I'm with Doug's baby. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you could be here but for that. The Jeff. DNA results yeah. say he's not the father. The, tra- right, the transitions right. finally happened, and thank you, Jeff, yeah. for being here. For it. We really appreciate. <laughs> yeah, it. no, I tend to bring everything down around. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's how I roll. Well, you know what? In all seriousness, Jeff, uh, you are probably one of my favorite people to see speak at any event we're at. Um, every time I've ever seen you, you know, do your do do any of your speaking engagements, any of your discussions, speeches, whatever you want to call them, they're always a great time. You all, I mean, just getting out there and. You know, explaining a lot of serious things, talking about a lot of crazy subjects that you talk about. Um, I've never, you're one of the few people that I really just love to see every single time, and I look forward in to seeing you. In a fun and interesting and way, a good time, and making too. it a, a good time for everybody. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's very oh, refreshing. Yeah, we really enjoy that. I really don't like you that much. Oh, no, I Christ, Bonnie, would you and shut I up? I appreciate your honesty, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you. We're trying to get this there's thing. Trans- we're trying to get it rolling, you know. You know, there's transcendence to Bonnie. That just, you know, she's she's just ethereal. You know, this this sexy woman that is Bonnie. That uh, exactly. is your sidekick. That just keeps us all in our place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, side- side- included. You can, you can stress the sidekick. Uh, You're about to get sidekicked side in kick, a minute. Sidekick. Okay, she all is, day long. She is co-host. Right. Af- after all, yeah, it's not sidekick, co-host. No, I call her sorry. sidekick. Piss on that. She's a sidekick. Oh. Oh. He's gonna get sidekick. Oh, and he's you're getting a whole chapter now. He's oh, open right, right now. Yeah. No, Jeff, we really enjoy seeing you speaking. We haven't we haven't been to a conference to, in a while together, so it's kind of a bummer. We haven't seen you in a while. I know that's time. weird how how conference schedules get. You know they. Like what? one year, every single conference. And yeah, yeah. Years. It was like 2000, yeah, 2007, we like saw each other like every weekend for a couple months, if I remember correctly, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, right. I know. People are starting to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one of the, I know. They kept saying, is that Jeff Belanger stalking ghostly talk? Is that what's happening? <laughs> That's yeah. right. And we're like, Guys, oh. wait up. Come on. Have me on your show, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we, my, my fondest thing, I, we come back with the greatest stories ever from, uh, from uh, Moundsville Penitentiary. Uh, we yeah. went there, yeah, with uh, the West, oh my God. God, my brain's totally stopping now. West Virginia Paranormal Society. I think that's who it was. Uh, mm. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably totally wrong. Brendan Skeen's group. West Virginia Ghost Hunters. West Virginia right. Ghost Hunters. Yeah. I was close. Okay. Uh, right. And you guys came out there. You came out there to hang out. And you ended up, you know, they were barbecuing. And you ended up just running that grill, Jeff. I thought that was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And we had a ball. You know, you got to, we all got to speak out there. And uh, it was a wonderful time. So, yeah, 2007 was really active for all of us. We haven't seen each other too much this year. But what do you got going on? What do you? What's going on with you? What, I mean, how has been your year? so far it's been great i've been working on a, a lot of different projects uh, a lot of different books um i've been doing some conferences but yeah i guess we haven't been bumping into each other i'll be uh, at the queen mary in like two weeks in uh, okay. california sorry 
Yeah, cool. Ooh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, I'll be at Bobby Mackey's Music World in uh, Wilder, Kentucky in January. That's with the Ghost Adventures crew. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I'll be doing some stuff around Massachusetts. I'll be up in New Hampshire in April. So there's, I mean, there's stuff booking up, um, you know, all year. And actually, and then there's a conference coming up in uh, uh, Muncie, Indiana in July. Really? Um, that's um, the uh, the Ball State uh, Paranormal Group is putting something together. So uh, I can't keep up with them anymore. There's a lot of con- there's even more conferences now. So it's like I got a couple sitting in the inbox right now that I have to follow up on. But it's like yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of places to go now. So yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm, I'll be I'll be getting around. I mean, Indiana. Come on, that's like right next door, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. I mean, you know, closer than say Massachusetts. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I know. When you guys came out here, I really wanted to go hang out with you, but I think I was on route somewhere. You were uh, gone. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. I fired you an email, and you're like, you have to rearrange your schedule, Scott. That's right, I, which I think was a totally reasonable request. Yeah, I, I don't know why he didn't do it. I asked Derek, and he said, tell Jeff to shut his hole. I don't want to die. I yeah. hate that guy. <laughs> God, I get that a lot. We had a fantastic time out there, though, Jeff. We really loved it. Uh, you know, yeah, Derek your neck of the woods is fantastic. Yeah, we, thanks. We, we went into that something or other Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah, that's a right. We can, you, can you tell I decorated? We. Tra- <laughs> I, I'm glad you cleaned. Yeah, your spray paint work is wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. <laughs> no, we had a good time. We went to the Bridgewater Triangle. We checked a bunch of stuff out there. Derek is uh anybody. Derek Bartlett from Capers. He's a he's a wonderful host. If you're ever out there, he's fantastic. Yeah. And the Capers people, they're all a class act. Really nice people. We enjoy talking to all of them. Yeah. So it was a bummer we couldn't hang out with you though, Jeff. Yeah, I know. Hey, did you get out to the Hockamock Swamp at all? Mm-mm. No, no, no. That's because you know it's uh, it's the largest wetland in uh, in Massachusetts, and the the uh, the hydrographic uh, view from above is just amazing because it's like this giant sponge, but it's also a giant paranormal sponge because it's uh, it, it's a place where we've got you know Bigfoot, ghosts, demons, UFOs, uh, giant serpents. It's just a hodgepodge of uh, paranormal activity, and it, it's a part of the Bridgewater Triangle. So, well, uh, the East Coast and the Bridgewater Triangle also has these flies about the size of a fist. Yeah, those have been proven. <laughs> and <laughs> I, the- I have photos, and and they they yeah. dive bomb you and your car and your everything. They, they're just like they're they're suicidal. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about that. We uh, we couldn't get them all out before you got here. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're called what are they called? Like Razorbacks or something? Or blue blue? <laughs> I don't know. Blue. They're called they're called or, the Crips. They're the. <laughs> the Crips. Yeah. Boom! Oh, uh, rim they, shot! Look out! They were vicious. I don't know if I'd want to go to a place called the, a swamp, especially yeah, the weekend right. that we were there, because these things were. Well, they were evil. Well, we climbed. We climbed to the top of was it Profile Hill? Is what they call it? Profile Hill yeah, or Profile, Profile Rock? Profile, Profile Rock. Rock. We climbed to the top yeah. of that thing, which was just a trip. And well, I watched them. Yeah, Doug watched us. We climbed yeah. the thing to the very top there with Derek and everybody. And did uh, you kiss the profile of Massasoit? The uh... no, no. There was okay. a, there was a lot of debris. Around there. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I, 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 I thought you were going to clean that up, Jeff. But uh, no, there was a lot of debris I, around it. So I was kind of scared to, to much less touch a few things. I really would like right. a lift put in. Yeah, we were know, trying to, we were, So that we don't have to climb that rock, just like ride up to the top of it. You know, I mean, you go to the CN Tower in Toronto, and you can take an elevator up to the top. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, you can't. 
you can't quite roll up there in your Impala and uh, park right outside. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Profile Rock's completely different. They don't have that thing set up for visitors at all. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, it, it was still really interesting, and it really did look like the profile of a Yeah, Indian it was really cool. Oh, my gosh. It was really cool. So along with the traveling, like you were saying you were doing, and, uh, and all these other wild things, uh, there we got a copy. Of Brandon, they actually pulled that off the shelf, Bonnie, that big book right there. Don't, don't hurry up or anything. She didn't even look at it. Oh, she's got psychic ability. We, uh, also, on Skype, we just got a porn uh, ad, too. Somebody wants to, wants to look at her pictures, it's by Jeff. the way. It's, it's <laughs> Jeff. Jeff's just trying to add us. I'm looking at Skype right now. We just got an ad. Somebody You're wants to show hot, us their pictures. So I thought I was about to bless. Thanks, Bonnie. You're welcome, dear. Uh, we got a copy of this thing, right? It's a brand new book you just got out, Jeff. Um, Which I'll be taking home tonight. Who's thanks. Haunting the White House? It's a new right. book. What a great time to talk about this, because we have one family moving out next month, or mm-hmm, a month mm-hmm. and a half from now, or whatever, and then a, no, a new family moving in. They might want to know what they're in for. Yeah. It, a book has been sent, that's all I can say. Excellent. And I'm, ex- I'm expecting my, a phone call from uh, President-elect Obama any moment. In yes. fact, if I get one during the show, I'm going to have to take it. You just understand? flash over, take the call, yeah. and then flash back. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just tell, you know, we'll tell some kind of joke. <laughs> Right. Jeff, you yeah. you did email for the book. You jerk off. <laughs> did I win? Uh, <laughs> actually, you know what? The funniest thing is, is you were the you were he the first person first. to email in. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, right, if you will, really want will, me to send it back out to you, Jeff, I will. I mean, I, by one minute, <laughs> by one minute on the timestamp, yeah, you were no, the no, first. you go ahead. I will defer to the next uh, round. You can, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah no what's problem. going on? What what happened with this? How did this? How did we? How did you get started on this adventure? And this is a kids' book too, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a book for for young readers, uh, which is good because I keep progressing the further I go in my career. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, you're no, the next I, J.K. I, Rowling. We're gonna have to call you um, J. Something. Soon. Yeah, something pretentious. I'll JK, work on it. Put a K or a Z. J Z. Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, that's no, no. different initials. Uh, all right, so this J X. Yeah. Are you all set, Doug? I'm good. Okay, good. All right, <laughs> good. Are we? Do we get this figured out? You, is hey, a result? Hey, when do we when do we go live? I want. <laughs> I'm thinking we're not gonna. I want the next oh, book. Right. Magic so yeah, it's, it's it. a kids book though. It's funny too because I called the White House. It was about two and a half years ago I started working on this, and and you know I mean how many places you go to that are haunted are also very historic in general. I mean the, the well known haunts, and um, and you know the White House has just been one of my favorites for years. I, mm-hmm. I wrote about it in my first book and so I called them up and I said, Hey, I want to do a book about the ghost of the White House and they said, Yeah, we're just not interested and oh. I said, but it, it, no, I said, but it's a kid's book. We're gonna use it's a non fiction book for kids. We're gonna use ghosts as kind of an innovative way to teach history and they said, Okay, go on and I said, All right, I got you now <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> The fools. Um no, so that um I, I, I with the help of my congressman with some smooth talking I was able to go down there, take a tour, interview some of the staff and I can't believe how forthcoming they were about their ghosts. Um, you know, because here's the thing: if you're going to study the ghost, paranormal in general, but especially ghosts, you need to look at history. You have to go back in time. You've got to know who walked there, what events occurred in this location. You know, what what may have left some kind of mark that might still be lingering. You know, these kinds of things. You you, you need to know. Uh, that's the stage for which we set these ghostly legends on. And it's um, it, you know, it, it's a critical part of it. And I think that 
history is such a great story. It just needs good storytelling. And you, you've, you, when you turn history into facts and figures, names and dates, you just you kill that that great story that is history. But but ghosts, that, that's intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, you know, man. I mean, I was nine, ten years old when I first started getting interested in ghosts, and I was reading books by like Brad Steiger and Hans Holzer, and you know, these kinds of folks that were you know certainly above my head in some cases. And uh, I thought this this is an idea. We can talk about the paranormal, talk about ghost investigation, uh, you know, and and talk about the White House and and learn some history along the way. And, um, well, and so that was that's yeah. how it came together. Well, you know, and the the thing is, I mean, I'm lucky like you. I mean, I did read up on like with the Holzers and things like that too. But I mean, everybody knows anybody who knows me well enough, they know the first ghost book I ever got was Haunted Houses by Larry Kettlecamp, um, yep. and which I have like three copies of now. <laughs> I mean, how cool are the ghostly talk? listeners i i got i of course i don't have their names in front of me but well my girlfriend bought me one of them but i have two other copies from listeners who got me copies of this book because i couldn't find it right but it was a very you know it was it was more of a basic kids type book and it couldn't have been a better introduction into the paranormal when i was growing up to really you know kind of just for start formulating these ideas of like what this stuff's all about and also just hear some pretty cool ghost stories too right so right. you know that's why i think this is such a fascinating thing is i think a lot of people we're writing books now. I mean, they're writing a lot of stuff that's more, not, you know, I shouldn't say adult things, but they're writing a lot of stuff, you know, where it is just, you know, stories of the Great Lakes, paranormal stuff, you know, or whatnot. And whereas this is tailored strictly towards, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful book, actually. It's very well illustrated. It's yeah. really nice. Um, Dolly Madison. Yes. Should have covered up or something. Evidently, it wasn't cold. In well, the let me see that. Hey, I want to check that out. Hang on. Let me, let me <laughs> see. Know. Wow. <laughs> Oh, those are nice. <laughs> oh, my God. It's paranormal porn. <laughs> hey, Jeff, good, you know, good pick on this Where did you man. find that picture of Dolly? That's those all are, I'm those saying. Those are rocking, man. I like those. Okay, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> she got around, didn't she? <laughs> yes. All right. Nice. What was the question? Go ahead, Doug. Oh, I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> Something yeah, about no, but the White it, House. But, but this building is amazing. I mean, have you guys ever been there? Have you ever no, I have it? not. No, I've been I've, I've been near there, it. and I stood outside of it, but I've never been in it. But I have heard that, like, I did go on a tour, a ghostly tour kind of thing of Washington D.C., and like they they have to drive by really fast as they go, you know. Oh, and by the way, everybody's seen every all kinds of ghosts or whatever, and then and then they're on to the next thing <laughs> because yeah. they can't really park in front of the White House anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it, it's, here's the thing. You can still visit. It's, it's a little more difficult than it used to be. But when you walk in there and you're, you're surrounded by all that history and you realize every single president stood where you're standing, it's a really powerful experience. Um, you know, you, you walk into the East Room and you just go, oh, my God, you know, this is, I've seen this. I've seen this room. And, uh, and you have to realize, too, you know, that, that's as much your house and my house as it is George Bush's or Barack Obama's or, or anyone else's. Uh, you know, we, it's, it's, it's our, it's a public building. It's paid for by taxpayer money and, uh, and it's got a very storied history, you know, and mm-hmm. it, w- when John and Abigail Adams first moved in, they were the first residents of the White House. There was no furniture. So, uh, Abigail would use the East Room to hang her laundry. There she would be with her laundry basket, you know, and, uh, and hanging clothes because why brave the elements when you got this giant, you know, empty room, oh, <laughs> and it's also one awesome. of the uh, one of the ghostly legends that's uh, still around today. People have reported seeing a, a woman, uh, you know, hanging laundry and, and the smell of soap and things like that. Oh, really? In the East Room, yeah, one of these residual kind of things. Well, I w- let's hear. I mean, I want to get into a couple of stories well, from here. They I know, you say know. they say that um, yeah. visiting dignitaries who've stayed at the White House from other countries. Mm-hmm. Have right. have reported ghostly sightings, like in Lincoln's bedroom and all that. You know that kind of thing. I mean, you, you just hear these. 
these stories, you know, uh, word of mouth. I don't think I've ever actually seen it written down before. But, you know, you hear actually visiting dignitaries, people who are, like, running other countries are like, yeah. um, okay, you know, your White House is kind of haunted. <laughs> well, Sir, uh, Sir Winston Ch uh, Churchill was invited to stay in the Lincoln bedroom when he came over for several weeks when they were uh, when America was just getting into World War II. Uh, he was given the Lincoln bedroom was and asked to uh, to relocate to a different room. Uh, Queen Juliana of the Netherlands was uh, visiting in April of 1952, and the story goes that she heard a knock at her door. She was staying in the Lincoln bedroom, opens the door, there's Lincoln, and she just about passed out before he vanished. Um, that. It's it's interesting that she was visiting during uh, President Harry Truman's presidency. Mm -hmm. Truman wrote about the ghosts. Um, wow. I mean, I've got you know we've actually got uh, one of the one of the handwritten letters to his wife dated June twelfth, nineteen forty five. It's is in the book. You can see his writing where he mentions the ghosts specifically. Uh, he did it on numerous occasions. Um, you know, to quote President Truman, "The damn place is haunted. Sure is shooting." <laughs> wow. I mean that's that's uh, that's that's according to President Truman. Now he's not the only one. Reagan uh, made some off you know off remarks. He was uh, walking his dog one day, and, and uh, some reporter asked him, "Hey, is the White House really haunted?" And he mentioned how his his uh, dog would bark wildly near the Lincoln bedroom, but never go in. Um, so there's you know there's references there. I called every single presidential library when I was working on this, and I said I need any reference you have to ghosts in the White House or hauntings or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, at George Bush the senior uh, library, I, I got a. I was told yeah, there's two references here, but they're both classified. No, like <laughs> I know. And I said okay, now I'm really interested. I said would you like mm -hmm. to file a Freedom of Information Act? And uh, and so I said, well, yeah, of course I will. Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, yeah, delicious, isn't it? And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, and so uh, I, I, I finished the book. I turned it in. It was going to, uh, you know, to, to the printer and everything else. And um, and about a year later, I get a letter in the mail, and they declassified one of those documents. So thanks to my journalistic work, um, you know, the world can now know uh, about one of those documents. It didn't make it in the book, but I'll tell you what it said. It was a handwritten note from uh, George, President George Bush, uh, you know, the senior, to the um, the author David McCullough, the historian who wrote Adams and you know a okay. lot of other great books. Yeah. Uh, it's it said either the White House is truly haunted or uh, the the thunderous applause is still reverberating throughout the building from the uh, incredible lecture you know talk you gave last night. Thanks for coming. So uh, really? you're welcome. You're welcome, America. That's declassified <laughs> now. <laughs> Thanks to yours truly, I Yay. did my part. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Why would they classify something like that, though? That seems so strange. Well, here's the thing. You know, I, I think what happens is every single document in the, in the White House, you know, it, it goes into those libraries, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I think things generally just they get classified until someone asks for them. And then they then they get scrutinized because I mean who can look at every little thing and you know say well this is okay this isn't um, so I think that's probably what happened there. It may just kind of be a production line thing too. Okay, this is from the president. Just classify. Be done with it. <laughs> you know. Right, I mean, yeah, right. It's easier. It, it's yeah, got right. it's got to be important. Let's just let's just classify it so we can go home and watch good times. I mean, just whatever. So, right. but uh, I tell you what, Jeff. Let's take a quick break though. Okay. Uh, All right. We're yeah. We're Doug's actually perusing through this book as we speak as well. Oh while, yeah. While I run the show, but uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, no. I, it's He's a really not great book. I was, read it because that would take five years. Yeah, it would take me a long. <laughs> Kids book. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you. matter. Doug reads the Cat in the Hat in three weeks. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> like I'm a very slow reader. Well, why don't we go to break? I said. 
Yes, I think that's a great idea. I will not be going to bed. (laughs) But when we come back from this break, a really great conversation with Jeff will partake. How's that sound, guys? Bad. Horrible. Deliciously sweet, my man. (laughs) We'll be right back. Would you like to listen to Ghostly Talk Live on your cell phone? Perhaps you have a comment for us or our guests. All you have to do is dial 605-475-8590. When asked for the conference code, dial 555-1081, followed by the pound sign. Listen to Darker Side of the Moon Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit our website at DarkerSideRadio.com. From horror movies to the paranormal, we cover it all. It's a spooky, weird, and zany kind of show. With your hosts, Laura Moon and Becky Ray. Don't miss it. Hi, this is Luke. And this is Tobin from Quest Research. Hey, Tobin, what do you get when four guys with absolutely no video experience whatsoever decides to produce their own online paranormal TV show. I don't know what. Oh, wait. I do know. Ghost Diaries, right? That's right. You can check us out and get involved at www.questresearch.net. And the good thing about being new is that we will only get better. Been a soldier. Try and make this work. But you keep saying that I act like a jerk And as the days go by, I need some advice Cause everything I know keeps falling apart Sometimes I worry that these words will slip away It's never been this hard to say
Special guest with us, Robbie Thomas, psychic medium. Where is the Lawrence House? It's in Ontario, Canada. It is a house that was owned by a shipbuilder. And it was the tools of the trade back then were baby powder. The reason being is I could see and the kids with me couldn't. So I figured if I threw the baby powder in the air as the spirit was walking through, it would cover it and then they could say, oh, we see it now. The next tool was a flashlight so we know where we were going and a rope so we could tie it around so we don't get taken away by the spirit. So that hey, was Anthony, the main isn't that what your last girlfriend said? <laughs> that's just, that's a, just a Friday night for Anthony. Baby powder, a rope, and a flashlight. <laughs> Para Hub Radio. Thursdays, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern on Bounce Radio and parahub.org. This is Ghostly Talk. We're back on Ghostly Talk, as you can hear. We know the show is about ghosts, but have no fear. Because we have Jeff Belanger on the phone. He's probably at his house wait alone. I can't to go home. <laughs> this is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. And I'm Doug. And I'm Bonnie. And I'm Jeff. <laughs> I don't want to be left out. We're talking to Jeff Belanger of ghostvillage.com. Yeah, yeah. Except uh, this time he's he's pumped out a really high quality yeah, it's a kids this book. This time? It's yeah. A I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah. See, the rest of your stuff was the crap. The previous yeah. times it was that, all crap. That early stuff, you know, well, I don't know. Marginal but at best. <laughs> Marginal at best. The book we gave away tonight, crap. Yeah, that's why we gave it away. I think However, Jeff I think Jeff just dropped off the, the line. The new book. No, no, spectacular. No, oh my god. I've been god. getting way too full of myself lately. <laughs> I don't believe I said you that. You needed a good dose no, of body, I know. You huh? Obviously <laughs> it obviously wasn't meant to be come out that I way, but I did not mean it that way. <laughs> we'll definitely take it that way, Doug, thank you. <laughs> yes. No, it's a really we, we were talking over the break though. Take that however you want it. But I have to say 
this 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 book is way impressive. Yeah, it's I mean, a beautiful, the it's a beautiful is, book. It's and just absolutely fantastic. The, the writing, I mean, everything. It just really, really shows this this interesting side of the White House, and it puts it in a perspective of history. I mean, you you know, you see, you know, you've got the photos, especially the one of Dolly Madison. You've got <laughs> the yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> you've got. I don't know how that made it into a kids book, though. Well, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out and buy myself that new Jeff. All right, sorry. Doug, keep, get going. Here goes, here goes my kid's book career. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's all my fault. I apologize. <laughs> Only I could make the, could pervert this book to the point where nobody. No, wants to Doug read it. started it. I started you, it though. Yeah, you were the one to point out her breasts. But it's really I, <laughs> I, that's the first time that's been mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we were talking about, everybody. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, okay, enough. Poor Jeff is sitting here I just listening to I think it gave it laugh. away when he said apparently it wasn't cold in the White House. All right, well, Jeff, Jeff, Doug's officially down for the count now, so we're just going to we're gonna roll on here, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. Doug can't insult you or your book right, anymore because he can't He's believe. laying on the rack unit now. Um, yeah, he's totally <laughs> done, I think. No, it's a really fantastic book, though, in all seriousness, Jeff. Thanks. It's, got some gr- it's got some really cool stories. We were talking about those before we went to break. Um, what are some, I mean, a couple other just to kind of whet my appetite here, because this is—I mean, everybody else is out there. Yeah. I have the book, so uh, well, well, go ahead. Yeah, Lincoln—you know—the most prominent figure there, you know, to be sure. But uh, you know, one of the stories I heard from a, a foreman who's who's still working there now—I believe he was working there two years ago. Um, he was talking about coming upstairs on the second floor and uh, turning on the lights one morning and mm-hmm. sitting right outside of the the Lincoln bedroom. He said, "There's Lincoln sitting there with his hands." folded on his lap, his legs crossed, wearing a charcoal suit, looked right at him, and then disappeared. And the thing about Lincoln, you know, he, this is a distinct figure from history. This is a, a face we all know. He's on our money. You know, he's, he's, on, the, uh, he's on the $5 bill, of course. And, yep. you know, we, we, know, we, know, uh, we know what he looks like. And it, you'd say, well, why, why would he haunt the, his bedroom? And uh, it turns out that was never his bedroom. Um, it's, it was actually the executive office before the East and West Wings were added on to the White House. That was the president's office. And okay. th- this was, and back when Lincoln was president, you could actually go to the White House, wait in line, and get a chance to speak with him. Uh, you know, he met with people all the time. Um, you know, people from from all you know all walks of life had grievances and that they wanted to talk to the president about, and he took them in. He he met with them. Um, this was a this was a hardworking guy who who gave everything for the office. And I think one of the things about Lincoln that's so compelling is that you have to remember, of all the presidents, he had the toughest time. Uh, his presidency was more difficult than any other. There's Absolutely. not even a close second. You know, his son died while he was in office. Uh-huh. Uh, broke his family up in a very big way. Nation at war with itself. The Civil War is raging. Thousands of Americans, both North and South, dying all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's just tearing him apart. And then, of course, he gave the ultimate price. You know, he paid the ultimate price for the office. He 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 was assassinated. He was assassinated. Yes. Uh, and so I, you know, if. If ever there was a figure that that modern day presidents needed to still be around, it would be Lincoln. And I remember hearing an interview with George Bush, the senior, talking about uh, in his early days in office where he had to send some troops into harm's way just for a, a military action, and he's really struggling with it. And he said, "I started to think about Lincoln, and and uh, and it gave me some peace. And you know, I, I want, maybe they call him up. Maybe they 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 need his his spirit, you know, to still be there. Um, you know, when you think of how many incredible leaders ha- have been in that position, have been in that." Office, office mm-hmm. um some some great some not so great some only there for 30 days you know <laughs> yeah. before they died of pneumonia uh-huh. <laughs> yeah 
you know, and, and everything in between, and that's um, that's that's just all part of the fabric of the White House, and uh, and, and and part of the legend. And, and in some cases, it sounds like it could be residual, but in other cases, there seems to be some some interaction to these kinds of things. So, uh, you know, it, it runs the gamut there. Well, it just seems like the the White House, and we talk all the time, and you know, about all these places of power on the planet. You know, the the broad the, the broad strokes, like you know, uh, theaters, for example, or uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, castles, or you know. There's all types of places, churches, you know, all types of places of power where there is this high concentration of emotion. Um, lots of, you know, the White House, for example. I mean, uh, talk about a place where some big decisions are being made, you know, uh, through Microsoft. Where, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the White House here. You're talking about some serious emotional stuff that's going on there. Um, well, a lot of people, a lot of people going back and forth. Uh, we know there's been deaths there, obviously, too. I mean, it just seems like a perfect place for, you know, to go and look and find this kind of activity, Jeff. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing, you know, hey, let's face it, uh, you know, to conduct like a real paranormal investigation, that would be a dream. And, oh, wow. you know, I know I know George Bush is a big fan of your show, so George, call me. You still have it for you can do now. Yeah. You get, yeah, you got, you, got a, you got weeks left now. I mean, who cares? Who cares at this point? You know, let, let us in. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I mean, it would be a fantastic thing to do, I agree. Uh, but uh, yeah, I won't hold my breath. But at the same time, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's the kind of thing that uh, you know the, the presidents know about. I mean, I've, I saw an interview with Hillary Clinton on uh, the Rosie O'Donnell show. That's you know she talked about how how creepy the place could be. Um, Jimmy Carter's daughter Amy, you know, helped broke out the Ouija board in the Lincoln bedroom. So people have known about this this reputation. It, it's it the documented you know at least in writing goes back 150 years where people were talking about ghosts. Mary Todd Lincoln believed her son was coming to visit her each night. Mm-hmm. And you might dis- you might dismiss that and say, well, this is just a grieving woman and, and, and a woman who might be a little bit off at that. Um, but then a little boy's ghost shows up again in 1911 in the White House, and uh, a military aide wrote in, in his memoirs that the White House is haunted, and the, the servants say that it's a the ghost of a little boy. They didn't put a name on it, but we know Willie Lincoln was the only little boy to die in the White House. Mm-hmm. So that's you know the decades later, decades after everybody's you know gone and buried, um, you know this this little boy. Uh, you know, shows up again. So it's the kind of thing where I, the building holds on to the past. It breathes history. You have to remember, this is a museum. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a you know head of state. It's it's a private residence. Uh, it's all those things. It takes in visitors from all over the world. And what I love about it too is the credibility of the witnesses. You know, people who work there. And there's about a hundred employees of the White House. It doesn't matter who's who's in charge. Doesn't matter Democrats or Republicans. Mm-hmm. These are the the cleaning crew, the foreman, you know, the groundskeepers. All these people that run that building and museum. Uh, and these people have been vetted in every way: drug tested, psychologically screened, criminal background checks, security screened. You know, these are these are. I'm not saying. Other people who see ghosts aren't credible, but the credibility is well, kind of yeah. built in. These people work in the White House. They're going to be checked right. out time and time exactly. again. Exactly. And probably, right, not just the, probably not just one time. I mean, they probably get checks over and over again right. while they're working there. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, as far as credible witnesses are concerned, Jeff, I agree 100% on that. And so that's what's cool is that when they say, hey, I saw something, I don't know, we should listen. Now, to be president, no drug screening, no security screening, no psychological (laughs) screening. You can be crazy and be president. But to work there, that's what really interested me. And I had the opportunity to interview the chief usher 
uh, who was is the boss of the house, really. Um, he retired back in January of uh, 2007, uh, just this past year he, he retired. Mm-hmm. And um, Gary Walters, he's served every president since Nixon, 1967. He's been working there. And if you think about it, this guy spent more time in that building than any president. Uh, mm-hmm. if, you know, Considering a president can only serve up to eight years, this guy's been there nights, weekends, mornings, overnights, you name it. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know, you know, sometimes you might visit a haunted location and get lucky and see something, but the reality is people who are most likely to experience something are those who work or yeah. live in the location because the, the odds are with them. They're putting the time in, uh, and these people have stories. Oh, yeah. Well, we were just talking to John Cicchetti last weekend, um, a, per, a friend of ours here who actually works on the campus of Ohio Wesleyan University. He works security mm-hmm. there. Ten hours a night, he works there from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m., right? He's there right. every night patrolling the campus and he brings his camera and his flashlight with him all the time because he essentially ghost hunts every night there right so (laughs) just by doing his job wandering from building to building is scrumptious man we should all we should all have a job like that yeah (laughs) but that's exactly just illustrates your point though i mean this gentleman's been there for 67 so he's been there over 40 years now (laughs) right right um you're bound to see something I, 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 there's the probability it, it's much and more if your you don't say anything yourself, you'll hear from how many people that yeah. you know and trust. Exactly. Right. You know. Wow. So yeah, the probability is much higher to see something like that, and that's yeah, that that you're completely right, Jeff. I mean, people like us, yeah, blow through there, and that's it. <laughs> we only get. Right. I think we'd only get one shot at that if we were able to even get in the White House. We get one shot, like yeah, you better find something. You're never coming back again. <laughs> and we're usually drinking, I think. <laughs> so have ghost, he has ghost hunted with us before, though. Yeah. <laughs> no. If no, I'm not mistaken, there's usually some six packs around. Yeah, we we don't six drink packs? we don't drink on a ghost hunt, but we do drink a little bit here and there at. Um, that's a, that's a whole show, and it's right to talk yeah. about that night. No, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> but no, the, the, it's you know the place again. It's this place of yeah. power, though. There's all, you know one thing I was thinking of also. You know the White House goes through a lot. of, I imagine maybe not the you know the, the actual superstructure, the infrastructure of the house, but I'm sure you know in between presidents, from what I understand, it goes through a lot of renovation too, right? Um, all these crazy, you know, usually when a new president moves in, they can they can decorate certain parts of it, from what I understand, right? So there's right the, the upper floors, yeah, that's sort of they yeah. yeah, they can change all that stuff around. I mean, I don't know if that involves knocking walls down or whatever, but you know, I'm sure there there may be a, a certain amount of of construction done, right? Repainting, maybe redoing some stuff. And now we've heard stories about you know you know place homes or whatever buildings being changed around or being moved or knocked down or being rebuilt on or whatever that they they all of a sudden they see a spike in activity or they see activity after they, you know from before they didn't see any, right? So that might be right. something else that may may. Uh, add to the, all the weird things that happen um, at the White House too. Right, right, yeah. No, it's it's uh, that that is part of it, and um, it, it's an incredible process. There's only uh, eight hours every between presidents. Uh, it's really an incredible thing. They have four hours to move the sitting president. This January, they'll they'll move out George Bush in four hours, and they'll move Barack Obama in in four hours during the inauguration day. So. Uh, it, it's an incredible thing, but you're right. Those upper floors, you can decorate yourself. But keep in mind, I mean, this is a temporary home. Every president knows that. Every president mm-hmm. knows this. This is not. Uh, I can, and I can't imagine too. Like, when having been there and talked to some of the staff, that can't be a comfortable place to live. And I'm not talking about heat or cold or anything like that. I just mean, come on, you're in a fishbowl. You can't just run out and you know get a donut or something. You know, I mean, you're 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 
You're, you're, you know, you're, you're trapped there. Uh, yeah, you really are. I mean, yeah, every every move, anybody who comes through the gate, I'm sure there's reporters sitting there just waiting for someone to come out. You can't just leave there and go hang out, like you said. I mean, it's, it's impossible. So it may not be that comfortable of an environment to live in. Yeah, no, I, I can't imagine. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a demanding job. Um, I know we, we give our presidents a lot of a lot of crap, and, and, hey, we should. I mean, that's our right, too, you know? Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, you know, man, it, it's I wouldn't want the job ever. I, know, I, I mean, it's, it's uh, I wouldn't take the job in a second. I would never do it. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I couldn't take with the ridicule. I get mad enough nowadays just for the little things I do. If I had a, a couple million people jumping down my throat every day, I don't, I'd lose my mind. I'd run out of there screaming probably. Then they'd take pictures of that. <laughs> so, right, yeah. and they wouldn't let you. Now I got to ask you about this too. We're running, we're we're flying through this like we always do with you, Jeff. Uh, we mentioned the kids. Ghostvillage. dot com. Um, Did yeah. we mention that? I think we mentioned on it briefly. On break. Oh, we mentioned it on break. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll mention it now. Okay. <laughs> we mentioned Which on. Means your listeners can't hear that. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> well, along I'm with here to help. <laughs> <laughs> along with the kids' book, like we were just talking about, who's haunting yeah. the White House? Um, there's you've launched a new website for parents and kids on ghosts uh, called kids.ghostvillage.com. Which, by the way, is your first good website. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Everything you do up to now is practice. Just like this is your first uh, good show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've had one yet. I don't know. Yeah, I have to hold off on judgment on that one. But, but yeah, yeah you, know, like you, you get it down eventually. Eventually, I, I'm hoping the eighth year is a charm. But um, <laughs> what's, this, what's this all about, though? I mean, kids.goesvillage.com. Tell us about it. Yeah. Okay. So the idea was there, there. There were no resources out there like this. So number one. When I, again, when I was ten years old, I would I wanted to get into investigations, and I think there are ways that kids can get into you know do this safely, you know, and and smart and things like that. And so it's it's a resource for kids who want to start investigating how to do it. Even you know you don't have to go buy a FLIR you know thermal imaging camera for eight thousand dollars. You can get a, <laughs> yeah. get a notebook and a pen. You can get a camera, which is stuff you probably already own. Uh, and and it's, there's tips and forms on how to get started. There's there's uh, ways for parents to discuss ghosts with their kids because you could say, well, ghosts aren't real or whatever, but they're portrayed as real on a million different television shows, yeah, yeah. Uh, mag- magazines, websites, and everything else. So kids are being bombarded with that message. And so, you know, on the one hand, I think you can also ghost hunt as a family. That's an opportunity. There's also a resource for parents who believe they, they live in a haunted house and they want to talk to their kids about it. Say, yeah. oh, you know, what we, and so uh, I've got a great advisory board, which includes you know, a doctor, a Ph.D., my sister, who is one of my advisors. She's a psychologist. She works with children exclusively, educators on how we can use ghosts in the classroom, uh, ways that we can say, like, okay, this, this subject is floating out there. You, you can believe in it, not believe in it. That's kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there, and here's ways that we can use it in a positive way. If you're a parent dealing with a haunting, here's how you talk to your kids about ghosts. The, the bottom line is don't answer uh, any more questions than they, they ask. <laughs> you know, like yeah. so, uh, if, you, if you've got young children who say, you know, is our house really haunted, uh, what's what's most important to, for parents to remember is that that they remain that their kids believe that their parents are in charge and that the kids are safe. The kids always have to believe that they're safe. And so, yeah, we know the house is haunted and it's okay. We're in charge. You're going to be okay. That's kind of all you have to say to really young children. As they get older, they might have some questions, and you should answer those questions, but no more, no less. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and don't go on and on. Don't go on with theories. Just answer their questions. Let them know you're in charge. That's the bottom line. Is they have to feel safe and secure. If you don't feel safe and secure where you live, 
everything breaks down from there. There's there's a whole hierarchy of needs, and you know safety and security is re- really near the bottom, near the base. And if you don't have that, then you you can't be fulfilled in in so many other ways. So you must feel safe and secure. It's critical that your kids feel safe and secure where they live. You too, as an adult, uh, especially if you're dealing with something that you think might be a bit dangerous. So yeah, just ways well, to, yeah. to broach all those subjects. That's um that's that was the point, and uh, that's well, what we've launched. And I know I know from personal experience growing up myself that you know that's the first thing my folks said to me. Uh, they didn't have your resource here. That may have helped even more. But I know when I was I got scared at nighttime and things like that. They would say things like, "This is your home." This is yeah. this belongs to you. We're in, you know like not they didn't exactly say we're in charge here, but they they laid that vibe down and said, look, you yeah. know, this is your place. You got no reason to be worried about those things. We're going to protect you. You got no problems at all. Now the question I have towards that. Go ahead, Doug. Well, we have an advisory board too, but the head of it is you know three fingered Ed from the pub, and so that's <laughs> <Yeah>. why. <laughs> yeah. So so but no, I I have to say I really really like this idea, um and and of course. Uh, uh, Scott, that's your name. Scott just went through it. <laughs> you guys are really pissing me off. I'm tonight. sorry. I was, I was yeah, in, I was, <laughs> I was distracted. But um, yeah, no. Scott just went through, and we were looking at all the stuff, and and it's very well laid out, and yeah, obviously yeah. you give a lot of good information, and I'm I'm really really um, impressed. I I really really like this. The well, the one can well, the ahead. friendly yeah. environment. The you know the the fact that it's written for parents and kids. <laughs> wow, I. I'm surprised this wasn't done, and I'm really glad that it was you that did it. And good job for a change. <laughs> oh, thanks. My first good thing. Yes. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, you've I'm done like hitting it out of the park tonight. Yes, yes you yeah. are. The one question well. I have, though, Jeff, is you know concerning yeah. concerning the site. Uh, you know, like I was just saying, you know, my parents did that for me. Oh, excuse me. Uh, well, okay. All right, now I'm better. Uh, when I was, you know, a kid, a kid, they would say, you know, this is your home. You have nothing to worry about. There are no ghosts, Scott. Don't right. worry about that, right? Right. Now, and that's one thing we've talked about a lot here in the past is that as a person grows up from being a child, um, they have, they're bombarded with that information. Like, there are no ghosts. There are no ghosts. There are no ghosts, right? Um, and then that tends to, you know, we've talked about ideas that, you know, this may have, sh- may have shut people down in their later years where they were, they were a lot less spiritually uh, developed, where they were a lot less in tune, where they may have been a lot more in tune if they had more of a nurturing environment. So, I mean, as far as the, the, the direction of kids.ghostlytalk.com, um, I mean, it is no, to educate, it's right? Kids. Ghost Village. Oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! I almost said the S word too. Are we going toe to toe already? Kids. Uh, <laughs> well, kids. Ghostly so would obviously be a better website, but <laughs> right. you know, you did the best you could with I your. I stomp on your URL. <laughs> Three fingered Ed from the pub really wants I a stomp, shot at this. I stomped on your URL and I know said the S word on the air too. I can't believe that. No, was like that's, that's totally okay. No, I'm sorry. Kids. <laughs> He's never coming no, back on our show. Kids. At the, the, at the end of the day, I think parents have to be parents. And if yeah. you if you comb through the site, you'll notice that we don't imply that ghosts are real or not real. That's for parents. Because yeah. you know you, you also have to incorporate this into your religious belief system. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to right. you have to make peace with that as well. Yeah. And yeah. so we're not going to tell people what religion to be. Uh, we're not going to tell people anything. Like parents have to be parents. So. You have to incorporate what you believe and and do your best with your own children. If you truly believe there are no ghosts and all these things flying around your house and the knocks and the cold spots and all that other stuff, 
It just has some normal, you know, explanation. You still have to deal with the fact that your kid watches television, goes to school, and lives in an environment where they're being bombarded with a message that goes surreal, mm-hmm. and that's how they may interpret it because that me- that message may be stronger than the one coming from their parents, depending on the age of the kids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, you know, th- there's there's a dialogue that has to happen. At the end of the day, parents always have to be parents. Um, yeah. There's no way around that. So, um, I, I just we just want to provide some tools to to help along the way. Well, it's fantastic, Jeff. I have to say, and it's a really like Doug said, it's a very it's a wonderful website, and it does help a lot of people out. You know, we are you know times are changing. You know, things are a lot different now. Uh, people are you know we're you know, I with, think people with the, are talking about the yeah they're talking about stuff a lot more. Um, and with I, resources like this mm-hmm. available, I think you can talk about it with your kids, and then when they grow up, they'll be able to talk about it with their kids, and it'll be more yeah, acceptable. We'll and, be building and, on top of that, you know, and hopefully right. that'll lead to, to greater, bigger and greater things in the field where people can start making some discoveries now, too, as opposed to right. so updating their MySpace page or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's... Okay, okay, it's a whole different discussion right there, but, you know, no, it's a, it's a wonderful tool. I think it's a great way to, you know... To, for kids, you know, young kids, this is something to, to for them to look at. Whereas, you know, my parents and your parents and Doug's parents just kind of had to go by the, you know, fly by the seat of their pants. Right. You know, what was possible resource out there? What could you say back then? Yeah. So kudos to you on that, Jeff. Jeff, it's fantastic. Uh, unfortunately, we are at the top of the, sh- you know, we're like totally at the end of the show here. But I have to say, Jeff, uh, you know, it has been a long time. We haven't had you on the show in a while. But uh, you and know, my you- blunders tonight. He may. It may be another. <laughs> it may be another long oh, time. I, uh, I had a couple of doozies too. So don't. I so still love you unconditionally, Jeff. Oh, thanks, No, we really appreciate it, Jeff. We consider you a dear friend, and we think you're—you know—you've been doing this longer than just about anybody out there. So we really admire the work you've always done, and you know, we're honored to have you on the show always. So happy Thanksgiving well, thank to you. you and everybody there in the Belanger household. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, two guys. Yeah, everything's rocking there, and uh, I hope we see each other maybe sometime. I hope oh, we I hope do, man. Do. I hope we do. Hang on the line, though. Don't you? Don't leave us just yet, yep. okay, Jeff? Hang tight for one second. Uh, all right. Good. Top of the sh- yeah, second from last live show of the year. Yes, <laughs> I didn't even realize and, uh, that until the beginning of the show. Yeah, tonight. wow, amazing. And I have to say thank you to uh, to absolutely everybody who participated in the show, uh, and thank you um, for everybody who listened to the show because yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know you guys. I hope Jeff you get Belanger, stuff out of, course, of this you know, and, and yeah. Jeff Belanger and. Paul, Sch- Paul Schroeder, uh, yes, Schroeder. David Acosta over with Rise Up Paranormal, wonderful Ken, group. Yeah, uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, and thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, uh, happy really Thanksgiving it. to everybody, to you and yours. Enjoy your turkeys and and whatnot mm-hmm. um, this this upcoming Thursday. And we'll see you again next week. Yeah, we'll be here next week for our last live show of the year. Wow, that just sounds so weird in November. I, it's really bizarre. I can't. I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. This has been Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. And I'm Doug. And I'm Bonnie. And we'll see you later. Ghostly Talk! You have been listening to Ghostly Talk Paranormal Talk Radio. The Ghostly Talk audio program is distributed for free under the open content license. Please share with all your friends and support independent media. 